Welcome, Zion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Share this out, share this out, share this out. Right? Welcome, brothers and sisters. It's Friday night. Means it's the law of one. Share this out, share this out, share this out. Right? All right, so welcome, guys. I'm glad you're here. I apologize for not being here last week. Mom's having a kind of a rough day, so I took the day off. Let me turn this banner off here, this overlay. You guys can see me, the law of one, up on the screen, right? So we're going to continue where we were. You can see it up on the screen right now. We're going to continue where we were. Let me put it back on comments so I can hear and see you guys there, right? Welcome, Reese. See, Reese is already saying hello. Welcome, Reese. Say hello if you're there in the audience. Otherwise, I don't know where you are or where you're from or who you are. Well, unless I already know who you are. Then, uh, then uh, you know, obviously I'll say hi. So, Law of One, we're on Session 8, the ending of Session 8, Question 2-9. Uh, we're going to get right into uh, Session 9, uh, you know, and obviously we're going to be talking about it and discussing it quite a bit. And I'm holding up my lapel mic because that seems to work better with the uh, uh, sound and I don't and it doesn't break up when I move which yeah, the boom mic was doing if I move the wrong way so this one affects probably now louder oh, I gotta turn the sound up too for when raw plays so let me do that I don't want it too loud because it, it drowns out my mother in the other room but it's pretty loud as it is we'll see if it's not loud enough let me know and I'll turn it up I'll leave the little I'm gonna put the microphone buffer back on that way when I'm moving I don't hit it like now when you hit the T's and the S's that's what the little buffer's on there for so that it doesn't do that. It doesn't crack up. So welcome, everybody. Uh, and, uh, and and I'm pretty sure I'm hoping that's Ariel, right? It just says Facebook user. It's usually Ariel. Welcome. <laughs> Good to see you. Okay, so law of one, uh, we're going to get right into that. I'm not going to waste too much time, but please share this out. I don't share it out. I used to share it out ahead of time. I used to set the key and then uh, share it out ahead of time. But I kept putting get put in jail. In Facebook jail, and that means that I can't broadcast. If I get put in Facebook jail, I can't broadcast on Facebook, right? And so I'm right now I'm on two places on Facebook and uh, on YouTube, but I'm working on leaving these platforms because I keep getting banned and deleted. And then, like everything I said for the last two and a half years about COVID, I got deleted over and over and over again and deplatformed off of uh, Google products. Uh, and had to open a whole new account and everything. And then it turns out that everything that I claimed is in fact coming true in real life. And now that video is no longer illegal to have up. <laughs> right? Welcome, Penny. Well, nice to see you that you're that you're back and staying back. You were gone for a while, right? And then you've been back now for a little while, and I'm glad to have you back. Okay, so um, no politics. I'm not going to get involved in that. We've got enough of that going on. If you're watching any television anywhere in the United States, all you see on every commercial break is politics on every commercial, right? For whatever area you live in, vote this guy in, vote that guy, girl in, whatever, right? And then hate speech, hate speech, hate speech on the news on both sides because they're all vying for a job. They wouldn't be saying any of this if it wasn't time to get reelected. They'd all be quiet and doing their secret shit like they normally do. That's my that's my soapbox for the day. But, you know, you can't trust either party. The political landscape is a religion. And it's no different than the, than the money-grubbing corporate heads. They're all, it's all the same religion. They're all out for control, power over you, me, and everybody else, and corruption. That, I mean, that's, you have to look at it that. That's what is the nefariousness 
that Raw is warning us about that got us stuck into this place where we're stuck, right? All of that is that religion, and you have to realize that it is a religion. To think that it's not a religion is folly, and that's what got us into this problem. That kind of thinking got us stuck because everybody believed that there was only the only religions are the religions that are, are uh, following some good God, right? And that's it. And then there's that satanic one, which is completely invented in whatever they stand for, we stand for the opposite, because that's all that it really is. They took all their everything and just turned it from Christianity, Judaism, and Hinduism. Uh, they took the big three and then said, upside down, right? That's all they did. Even their creed, do what thou wilt, came from the pagans, so the big four. Uh, came from the pagans who said, do what thou wilt, but harm none. They just dropped off, but the harm none part, and do what thou wilt. Because I'm evil, I can do whatever I want to people. So, and manipulating. So that, that whole thing, the power, money, control, all of that is the religion of evil, the religion of people who are in service to self. And that's what Raw's warning about, not just, oh, guess what, guys? We screwed you up along with a few other people and got you stuck, and we're here to try and help. But what exactly, how did you get stuck? Why are we stuck? What is going on? And who's doing it is, is so important because that is exactly what's going on now and why, right? But, you know, above all of that, it's a necessary evil in this place, except we, they weren't supposed to get us stuck, right? So now that people are stuck, I have to digress and everybody else has to, and we have to go back down to the lower level vibration and then grab people and kind of bring them, uh, you know, up to, towards us, right? Penny says, uh, that is how I feel about half of, of what you talk about. I have always uh, just known, right? Right? Because, you you know, you, the truth is, most of you who tune in, I'm not here for all the people that are, um, no, you know, completely lost, all of a sudden waking up and going, that, that, wow, lead me. Lead me, Leo. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here. I'm not a savior. I'm not here to lead. I'm not Jesus. I'm not Muhammad. I'm not Moses. They're not going to remember me in history as the greatest mind of all time. I'm not a Mahatma Gandhi. I'm not going to go down in history as something fabulous and, and uh, you know, any of that. I, I doubt that people will even remember me when I die. Most of you probably won't even notice that I'm gone if, if I were to die tomorrow. All of a sudden, the show would stop and you'd go, I don't know. I got other things to do. So the channels with 400 million podcasts. See my point? Um, but that's part of the distraction, right? So I know that. I'm not here for that. I'm here to wake up the lions. So those of you who find me and you resonate with me and you tune in, it's because you're a lion. And your job, because you came here to do that, whether you're here for the first time, the 10th time, or whether you signed on as a wanderer to be here 100,000 years ago, you're here for the same reason to graduate and to help others graduate because you are in fact in service to others. Because if you come here and you see me talk and you're here for more than 10, 15 minutes and you're in service to self, you're going to hate my guts and you're going to fucking bail. You're going to change the channel and go, that fucking guy's an idiot, doesn't know what he's talking about. Fuck, I could do better than that because you're going to be all ego. <laughs> and whatever I say is going to piss you off. Because everything that I say is anti your stance on the world if you're in service to others, or I'm in service to self. 
So if you resonate with what I'm saying, it's because you were supposed to be here because I'm supposed to give you information that is going to help you. And in doing so and in interacting with you in the, in the audience, you're also, that's why it's called teach, learn, learn, teach. You're also going to give me information that's going to help me to better myself and to, and to, to ascend to a higher place. I wouldn't be doing this if, if I thought I had all the knowledge and I had nothing to gain from any of you. That's arrogance. That's ego. And anybody who, who acts like that and they, and they have a class and they act like I'm the one who's teaching you everything and you don't know anything and just listen to me and be quiet, that's a person that is not in service to others because they don't know the difference between teaching and teach, learning, learn, teaching. Okay? And they believe. Ego has them believing that they're in charge and that they know everything and they have to bestow it upon you. And if it weren't for them bestowing it upon you, you'd be lost and you'd never learn anything. That's a person you need to walk away from or run from as fast as you can. Okay. Right. To yeah, Benny says to awake all that I can. That's why I find so many beginners, spiritual people. Right. Because all of us, those that's why I don't get mad when people say, Oh man, you know, you only have like 10 or 12 people on your show. Yeah. I'm not here. If I wanted a hundred thousand, that's just like on TikTok. I post shit on TikTok and it's mostly inspirational, 99% of what I, sometimes it's just fun shit, right? But 99% of what I post on TikTok is inspirational. Am I going to get a million likes or a million views because of that? No, no, I'm not. And I know that, okay? Chinese probably don't like it because they're trying to get all my information just like Google, right? So they want me to more be more popular, but they don't because I'm teaching people the opposite of their religion. So, and that's and Penny, and that's the truth of it. And I say this all the time. As we ascend and we become the adults, that's when things become apparent to you. Get that? That became apparent to me. See that trick of words that we don't realize what that word means? That became apparent to me. That dawned on me, right? It became apparent to me. When it dawns on you, what, what is that? The light lit up. So you saw things clearer when something becomes apparent to you. Apparent, right? And, oh, but it's spelled slightly different. But that's just like saying the Schumann resonance which is, in fact, the, the wavelength of the human resonance, human spirituality. But it was named after the guy who discovered it, and his name happened to be Schumann, which is very, what? I mean, human, Schumann? Come on, let's be serious. That wasn't done on accident, okay? Same thing with something becoming apparent to you. When you become an, a parent or an adult, you look at the world differently, and you realize the children need helping. And, Penny, that's why, uh, with what you were saying there, welcome. Uh, C, I don't know what the C stands for though. C Rose, uh, Steph, what is that? Stephenson? Oh, Stephenson. Is that Stephenson or Stevenson? I know that some people say Stephenson because it's PH, my stepfather. His name was, was Stephen with a PH, but most people said Stephen. And he didn't correct them half the time. He'd be just like, whatever. It's, you know, because Steve is a nickname for Stephen. So Stephenson, right? So welcome, by the way. Um, Penny says, I was 12 when I woke up for the second time since I came here awake. Well, that you know, most of us come through when we're kids and we wake up early. I was eight. But what happens is if you don't have parents that continue to uh, keep you awake, society puts you to sleep with their indoctrination. School, right? First school starts. And if you go to college, that's even worse. All indoctrination, especially nowadays here in the United States, if you go to a college, and you're young, 
they are twisting your mind like nobody's business, right? I mean, you go to school here in the United States, the first thing they have you do is pledge allegiance to the flag, right? And, you know, because that's what they do, indoctrinate you. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you're not as free as you think you are, but agreed. So, a lot of times what happens is people get put back to sleep and told not to think about and do the things or or pay attention to those voices in their head or whatever, but especially when they're not nefarious. Uh, they, they try to put you back to say, and then people wake up later on in life. So sometimes we wake up more than once, right? Casey, welcome. So the penny says, oh no, I'm sorry. Rose says uh, either, what is that? Either or laugh out loud was married last name. Uh, oh, kept it. Oh, I get it. Okay. So either or you don't really care. <laughs> See, well, my last name is O'Neill with two L's and everybody takes the one L off because they think it's a typo. So my last name, when I tell people, when I spell my last name, my last name is, and this is no joke, I always say, um, you know, my first name is Leonard, and I spell that because they don't know how to spell it right. Then I say O'Neill, O apostrophe. I have to put the apostrophe in because there is an apostrophe there, O apostrophe, N-E-I-L-L, no typo. So I have to say that. No, So my last name is like O'Neill, no typo. <laughs> right? So, again, that's funny, right? <laughs> Casey, welcome, right? So, oh, you're on the other channel saying hello. See, I got to, which one is that, Casey? Is that on my personal page or on the psychic page where you go? Because one of those, for some reason, on uh, I have to go there and, and turn it on to public so that it comes here. So tell me which one it is, and I'll stop broadcasting there uh, and just do it on Orion Rising. If I have to do that, I'll do that because I'm already thinking about uh, stopping uh, uh, broadcasting on only on one place on Facebook. But I've been trying to get more people, so I've been trying to incorporate the psychic reading group, right? And so if I don't, and I can't click it for some reason, when I click on it in, in uh, StreamYard, I can't click on for public, and sometimes it's on private. And because of that, all of the remarks stay on that channel. So let me know, Casey, which one you were on. If you were on uh, on my on my page, Leonard O'Neill, or if you were on the. So you thought you were on Orion Rising. See, that says that it's public, but you never know because I put it somewhere else too. It might change that. I'm going to have to go in there and check the settings because that's annoying to me that I don't know you guys are there on Orion Rising talking in the chat because I used to have other monitors up, so it didn't matter. Maybe I'll just have to go back to putting up another couple monitors. <clears throat> And that way I can turn and look. That's what I did before. I'd have a monitor on this side, a monitor on that side. And I would just look back and forth, uh, uh, you know, while I was talking. Like now I'm talking, I just look down and look over here and look back and talk to you guys. And then when my camera's off, it doesn't matter. I can monitor that. So Denise said she was on Orion Rising too. And I didn't, and you didn't have any, you know, it wasn't coming through here. So for some reason on Orion Rising, it defaulted to private. And I, and, and the, I have to go there and say uh, uh, public. I don't know why it's doing that, but maybe because I'm not choosing that first. No, because I am choosing that while I'm choosing YouTube first. So maybe YouTube is, I have a change. I had to go to YouTube and change it to public. So everything that I post on there automatically goes public. And I, and for some reason it just started, maybe it was in an upgrade and I didn't see that. I didn't read the memo, didn't get the memo saying that when you broadcast, you have to tell, you have to go there. Right. So if I, if I go there and I set the key, that's what I'm going to have to start doing. I'm going to have to go there and set the key like I used to so that there's an, an actual thing that's supposed to go live. And then when it goes live, all of that will come here. I'll just do that. And, and I'm already going to uh, take the other one down anyways and go to another platform. I tried Twitter, but for whatever reason, they say you can go there live. And when I did, it didn't go to my account. Maybe it went to a different account. I have like three. I'll have to check. 
didn't go to the main one that I'm using, which is the one I thought it was going to. So, <laughs> right? I know, right? Casey said, hello, Leo. Glad we can see each other now. I know. I apologize for you guys, the technical difficulty of Facebook not telling me that I have to turn on because for the seven years that I've been on the air, I haven't had to do that on Orion Rising. It's just there. However, in their defense, the first five years I was doing that on Orion Rising, I would set a key and so that it was already there. And there was an advertisement that I could share, which I'm going to have to start going back to do. And then you could share that with your friends and it would go live wherever you posted it. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't get a notification, although it would take you a lot of times back to Orion Rising. But if you posted it in another group ahead of time and it went live, it just would go live there. And people could just click on it right there in that group and not have to go back. It's a link that does that. So I'm going to have to start going and they're probably wanting me to do that to get their advertising, right? So we'll have to do that. Okay. So we were talking about, uh, or I should say they, Raw was talking about last time, which was two weeks ago now because I took last week off because mom wasn't feeling well. And she's not feeling well right now. And I got to check on her because she's already, I think, gone. She's uh, not feeling well. So I think we're fighting off a cold. So she's trying to go to bed, right? So she's up again. I got to move some stuff on that dining room table because I'm looking at an armoire or a, a shelving unit that has glass uh, shelves in the front that open up. There's stuff inside there, and I can see the reflection of her chair in the living room. So I'm going to run to that really quickly. So hold on one second. I'm going to go move the stuff off the table so I can see better and make sure she didn't decide to go to bed. So there'll be dead air for just a second. If anybody pops in and goes, what the heck's going on? It's because I had to go check on mom, right? If I start playing, I'll just, I could start playing. Let me do that. I'll start playing and go check on her. So let me go over here and go into full screen, right? Oh, wait a minute. I got to go back here. And go into full screen here for that. Get me off the screen. Bingo. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start it, and I'll come back in a second. So you guys won't miss me. I'm sure of that, right? I am RA. The necessity is both for dryness of the ground and for a near total lack of population. Therefore, your so-called government and the so-called government of your neighboring geographical vicinity arranged for an underground installation. The government officials who agreed did not know the use to which their land would be put, but thought it a governmental research installation for use in what you would call bacteriological warfare. RA, I am RA. The necessity is both for dryness of the ground and for a near total lack of population. Therefore, your so-called government and the so-called government of your neighboring geographical vicinity arranged for an underground installation. The government officials who agreed did not know the use to which their land would be put, but thought it a governmental research installation for use in what you would call bacteriological warfare. So you gotta love that, right? So I backed up a little bit. Okay. So we're we're gonna be we're gonna go go ahead and get uh, forward from here. Some of you remember this from a couple weeks ago. Uh, some of you may not, right? That's why I backed up a little bit. But but so what we were talking about was the underground military bases and their drones back in 1982 or 1981 that our federal government had and, and Don, the questioner, he's kind of tripping on it because, you know, it's like freaking him out because he had never even fathomed that. He was talking about UFOs, right? Right, Denise, said, just glad to be back and, and see my family. I know, thank you. I love you and I apologize that I had to take off. Uh, now I can see mom's back. I can see her. I, I had set my hat on, the, on top of a box on the dining room table and I didn't realize that it was right in my view. Uh, to look out there and see the reflection of mom in the other room, which I didn't set up that way. It just happens that that's where she sits. And it just happens that where I'm sitting here in my office, I can look out down the hall, out to the dining room, 
into the reflection and I could see her perfectly sitting in her chair in the living room watching television. Isn't that funny? Okay, so let's continue here. So that's what he's talking about is, and here you can see that they thought that it was going to be some um, bioweapons, right, biological. The government officials who agreed did not know uh, the use to which their land would be put, but thought the government that it thought it a government research installation for use in what you would call biological warfare. So it's funny. So Mexico was like, oh, yeah, you guys want to have a bioweapons uh, base you know, underground in our country? Sure, no problem. And not only are we having that, obviously, but mostly not because most of that's over, I'm sorry, in the Ukraine. Um, where there's like 128 bioweapons plants that they claim, you know, oh, ah, you can get deleted. I got deleted for talking about that. Um, however, it's been verified by the United Nations, right? Why do you think, why is it that America is so hard pressed to save Ukraine? Because the, everything that America is working on used to be in China and got caught and the Chinese then kicked them out. So the bioweapons platforms that were in China, which caused uh, the coup, uh, or, you know, it, it got caught and everybody's aware of that and looking there. So they had already moved everything uh, over into the Ukraine and been propping them up. So you think there's been oligarchs in charge of Ukraine. They're not Ukrainian oligarchs. Those guys are the puppets that are uh, that are being, uh, uh, you know, the puppet masters are uh, American and German uh, oligarchs. Okay. Which is what has been running the planet for God knows how long. Okay, so you can get deleted, and I'll probably got to stay away from talking about that too long because the algorithm will get me and we'll get booted off the air, right? <laughs> okay, but that's the truth of what's going on there. All right, so let's continue. So uh, it was they, the governments weren't exactly, didn't know 100% what our government was going to do. And now you have to remember that there's like 164 military bases worldwide, worldwide, that our government has, just the American government, has underground. There's more than that on this planet, many. And there's a lot of them. Uh, the Maginot Line, for for one, is abandoned now. Beautiful place. You can go in there and take a look at it. They filmed underground, uh, uh, you know, abandoned uh, military. There was a whole episode, whole uh, show for three years on uh, the History Channel where they went and explored that stuff. And the Maginot Line was one of the places that they went into and showed you how big the facility was. And then the, the Nazis in Nazi Germany had a bunch in Argentina and, and uh, Antarctica and uh Germany and a bunch of other places, and the Russians too. Everybody has underground military bases. It's just most humans didn't realize they've been doing that since the dawn of time. There's a uh, the underworld of the world. There's another uh, History Channel uh, show that is just about uh, all of the underworld uh, uh, places that were built, not just military, but uh, places for people to live all over the world. And there's a guy that that's all he does is, is explore all the underground cities and underground caves. Uh, on the History Channel, I've been watching that stuff for 10 years. I love that stuff. All right, let's continue here. So uh, the, the purpose of me telling you that was that all these underground military bases are just the modern versions of underground bases that have been dug and kept forever. In fact, when they fired on Fort Sumner, Fort Sumner during the Civil War uh, had an underground base there. That's why it didn't, it didn't fall for so long. And uh, also in, in the South when they were fighting against the British. The, there was the, the military base that they kept there uh, that eventually the British took from them and they took back. Uh, the reason they were both the Americans and the uh, British were able to hold out so long was because most of the base was underground. Most people don't know that. Um, you know, until you go to the military base and find that out, most of what you see above the ground looks like, how could this be a military base? There's hardly anything here. It's because most of it's underground. 
the Knights Templars did that. There was a whole documentary a series on the Knights Templar and all their strongholds, and they would have castles, and underground, underneath the castles was bigger than out than above the ground, what the castle looked like. Uh, and that's how they all got away in, in uh, 1307, on Friday the 13th, when they were in the when the king in France and the and the Pope uh, got a, a plan, secret plan together to arrest them all on Friday the 13th, 1307. That's why the number 13 is unlucky uh, for Europeans, because if you were on the list on Friday on the 13th, it was bad luck. So that became the bad luck and everybody's afraid of it. Okay, so underground bases. Now let's continue with that. He moves away from that and then we'll get into the, the rest of this. So let's continue here. 8.30 questioner. Is this the type of craft that Dan Fry was transported in? R.A. I am R.A. The one known as Daniel was, in thought form, transported by Confederation thought form vehicular illusion in order to give this mind slash body slash spirit complex data so that we might see how this type of contact aided your people in the uncovering of the intelligent infinity behind the illusion of limits. 8.31 questioner. Would it be possible for any of us to have some type of contact with the Confederation in a more direct way? R.A. I am R.A. In observing the distortions of those who underwent this experiential sequence we decided to gradually back off, shall I say, from direct contact in thought form. The least distortion seems to be available in mind-to-mind -mind communication. Therefore, the request to be taken aboard is not one we care to comply with. You are most valuable in your present orientation. Now, I want to point out right, what, what Ra is talking about here. First, I want to say thank you, Casey. Casey said, we will never be offended if you need to take care of your mom, Leo. One of the reasons that we love you is that you are our amazing son. Thank you for that. I didn't realize that's what you said at the end. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh, God, I'm getting embarrassed. I can't believe I, I would have. I should have paraphrased that. I shouldn't have put it. I didn't put it up on the screen, but I should have just stopped that Leo, right? I'm I'm humble enough to not have to say that out loud. So I apologize if people go, oh, he's big headed. Listen to that crap. He had to make sure that he got that praise in. No, no, no. That wasn't my intention. I was just going to say thank you for saying that. And then I just kept reading because it was there in front of me. And as I was reading it, I went, oh, God, look at that. Okay, thank you. So I thank you very much. And I love you guys, too, for understanding and caring. So what what we're talking about here, right? is this is kind of important because he just kind of glasses over it. Let me go back and read this again. In, in observing the distortion of those who underwent this uh, experimental sequence, talking about, they, he had said earlier, they, and I go again with the vernacular being wrong, they said earlier, raw, that is, said earlier that, uh, talking about some people who uh, mentally think they're being abducted, Right. And then it's actually just a memory that's been implanted into their head because their spirit or their soul wants to be opened up to the idea that there's something more than there is uh, just here on this planet. And there's and they're uh, they're literally and legitimately open to the idea of extraterrestrials and calling out to the universe saying, if there's extraterrestrials that are uh, taking people up in their craft, please pick me. I'd love to go. So when they hear that crying out, it's just like when someone cries out for uh, for assistance when they're stuck. They hear that and they oblige that, right? And so they were doing this as an experiment, right? Observing the distortions of those who underwent this experimental sequence. We decided to gradually back off, 
right? Because it wasn't working and it was scaring people. This is me now saying it's not, I'm not reading. For those of you who are watching your screen, you know that. And then they then they went on to say, uh, shall I say from direct contact in thought form, right? The, the least distortion seems to be available in the mind-to-mind -mind communication, which is exactly what Carla, the channeler, is doing right now, correct? Okay. Therefore, the request to be taken aboard is not one that we care to comply with. We are we are uh, most valuable, or you are most valuable in your present orientation. So, so people are more valuable in not being and, and more and, le, and and more credible, like myself, not saying I was an abductee and I went up there and they told me this because our society and those powers that should not be made sure that you said you were crazy and treated as if you were nuts. If you said aliens and contact, and I talked to them. But if you say I was meditating or praying on a spiritual level, and I got malevolent information from an outside source, and you don't say alien, then everybody who's religious and spiritual starts to tend to, to listen more. Do, do you see? So that is what Ra is referring to, right, in our present orientation. We're more valuable as an asset to communicate information readily to people. And this is why a lot of people said to me I was getting kind of Christian-like, but I was, but I never talk about Jesus and I never talk about different gods unless I'm making a comparison. I don't, I don't, and you know, well, the reason I do that is because there's so many people that are so hard pressed to their religion. Religion in and of itself is corrupted. And they have you like get angry if somebody else from another religion tries to sell you their religion, right? Even in Christianity, you have all Christians that are non-Catholic, Roman Catholic, saying that the Catholics are wrong. Their entire religion comes from the Catholic religion. That's not a joke. You can look that up. It's actual history, okay? And I said this uh, last week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago now. It was either the last time I was on or the one time before that. You can look this up. Go and get the Bible that's sitting in the pews at whatever church you go to that you claim is not Catholic and look up the look at the, the beginning of it and find who the publisher is and then Google that publisher and find out who the parent company is. You can find out that most Bibles that are on, in every pew worldwide have been printed by the Catholics. Okay, and that's what everybody follows that calls themselves a Christian church. Not a joke. I didn't believe that when I was told that by Sister Moira McPherson when I was in a Catholic church and I was before I was being knighted. I had to go through the process of the year and a day, which they took from the from the Druids and the pagans, by the way, a year and a day uh, to, before you could become part of their church. You had to learn, right? You had to be serious about it. So I get that. I didn't have a problem with that, right? Uh, and uh, so you, it's being taught by nuns. Right, the priests don't teach it, but the nuns do. And the priests come in and they teach a few days, but mostly that's done by the uh, by the nuns. And Moira McPherson, a great Scottish uh, nun, uh, was teaching the the course that I was in for a year and a day, and I was one of her scholars. She literally said that uh, you're one of my history history and and Bible scholars because of everything that I knew. There was one other guy, and he and I would be able to quote the Bible and and could talk about you know theology. And they were like, oh my god! And the priests were trying to recruit me because I already knew 90% of what I needed to know to be a priest. And the 10%, the other 10% that I've learned since then, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I like women too much. So I, I don't like to give up sex. So I'm not going to be a Catholic uh, anything, right? Unfortunately, I'm a knight by them, but you don't have to give up sex to be a knight. 
Okay, so all of that's corrupted to the point where uh, they all get you believing that everybody else is your enemy. Uh, and, you know, that's one of the greatest tricks that the evil ever pulled, nefariousness, is to get all the churches of every religion afraid of each other. Right. I watched that in all the uh, growing up in my teens and 20s uh, with all of the Wiccan covens. Same thing. They're still doing it to this day. Right. And then the and then the, the gay people took over most of the covens. So now you're not really truly a Wiccan unless you're gay. It's just crazy. Just insane. Some of the stuff that they do. OK. Uh, so, you know, everything, all that's corrupted. That's why I've always been a solitary practitioner. And even when I was going to the, the Christian churches, it didn't take, and I ended up leaving them as well. And that's why I don't preach going to a box. You can. I don't tell you don't do it. And I don't tell you that it's bad because if it works for you and you're comfortable there, do it. Some people need that leadership. They need to be led. They, they can't have, they, they don't think that there's a, a possibility of having spiritualism on their own. And so those people need that. And my priest who baptized me was in fact the the one of the people who uh, said that i told you that story his name was uh, father o'neill or father neil i'm sorry and uh he uh literally said that when we were in the church one time and showing people the beatitudes and they were new parishioners and we we're taking them around to the you know showing them the church and he said i'm only here because you need me to be and they were like what and they were all flabbergasted and he was like you you some people some people need a priest to give them absolution. Not that I'm needed because God knows when you're truly sorry, but some humans need another human who works for the church to say, wave his hand and say, you are forgiven to think they're forgiven. So, so there's a necessity. There's a, a, a you know, some, there's a place for everyone and everyone has their own pace and their own path, uh, you know, to, to uh, uh, ascension. Which is, you know, what's funny is I play World of Warcraft, and one of the expansions is about that. One of the expansions is, is about ascending and learning all these different um, uh, spiritual things that you need to learn, which is what humans need to learn. Somebody who wrote the program did a great job for the expansion. And you go to this angelic place of these people that are, in fact, spirits, uh, just loosely taking human form. And um, they're to, they're to help you ascend. It's pretty crazy to, to learn what you need to learn to eventually become light. So I love that. And I'm playing that uh, expansion on purpose and really paying attention to their lore to see exactly how much or how spiritual it is and see if it's been corrupted and how, and how, if it has been corrupted and how far I, you know, as a theologian, I study everything, even video games, because that's where a lot of people get their, their learning from. All right, let's continue here. 8.32 Questioner, the reason that I have questioned you so much upon the craft which you say the United States government operates is that if we include this in the book, it will create numerous problems. It is something that I am considering leaving out of the book entirely, or I am going to have to question you in considerable detail about it. It's difficult to even question in this area, but I would like maybe to ask a few more questions about it with still the possible option of leaving it out of the book. What are the diameter of these craft the United States inaudible? R.A. I am R.A. I suggest that this be the last question for this session. We will speak as you deem fit in further sessions, asking you to be guided by your own discernment only. The approximate diameter, given several model changes, is 23 of your feet as you measure. 
May we ask at this time if you have a needed short query before we end the session? 23 foot diameter for the spaceship in 1981. So they were already building 23 foot diameter craft in 1981. Let's continue. 8.33 questioner. Is there anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable? RA, I am RA. The instrument is well balanced. It is possible to make small corrections in the configuration of the spine of the instrument that it be straighter. Continue also to carefully monitor the placement and orientation of the symbols used. This particular session, the sensor is slightly off and, therefore, this instrument will experience a slight discomfort. 8.34 Questioner, is the sensor off with respect to angle or with respect to lateral displacement? RA, there is an approximate 3 degree displacement from proper perpendicularity. I am RA. I leave you in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one creator. Adonai. Okay, so I wanted to point out the sensor that they were talking about. There is an incense sensor uh, and, and how the uh, incense is placed in it uh, and the, the angle of the stick of incense that's in the, in fact, if you guys go to Orion Rising and look at the photos in Orion Rising, I actually took the actual photos from uh, the LL research group of Carla and, and Don and Leonard at the time um, of, of the, the photos they took back in 1981 uh, of, of Carla laying on the, on the, in the bed with the, all of the stuff on her and the, in the, you can see the cassette tape sitting on her chest and you can see behind her head, the Bible is open and uh, to, a, there's a, a little altar and the Bible's open to a certain page with a certain verse uh, showing. And there's a candle that's, that they light. that's a white candle uh, and uh, an incense burner, and they, they burn a certain incense and light the candle, and everything's done in a ritualistic manner where they literally cast a circle. For those of you who are Wiccan and Druids, you'll love to hear that. They actually would cast a circle to work in, clean the space, cast the circle, and then uh, open, you know, open the door, cast the circle, open the, open the chamber, and uh, work in uh, this, this. And when we say a circle, it's a bubble. Uh, working slightly out of phase with this reality and everything has to be at the right angles. And that's why he said there was a slight degree off from the sensor and they adjust those things depending on the time of year and the place. Cause they moved during the course of between 81 and 84, they moved at least once. And I think twice from the place they were at to a new place and then to an ultimate uh, place towards the end. So they had a different, they were, you know, had to clean, cleanse the, the structure they were in, uh, the surrounding uh, landscape uh, that they owned or that they were on, and uh, then uh, find the right place. And they had um, Carla's head facing east by northeast, not, not true north, not true east, and, uh, and then east in one other place. And everything had to be placed in a certain place, and, and Ra would help them adjust that to tune in her frequency to be able to hear them and to be able to channel them, right? So it was pretty intense. And they were, so they were constantly, that's why you see at the end of every channeling session, you see it's redundant, but I leave it there because it's important. 
it, uh, you know, that, that the same things happen where Dawn says, is there anything that we can do to help the, the, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, channel or be, you know, uh, do better or or be better or be physically more uh, uh um, you know capable or healthy and then raw helps them and sometimes they go no things are fine right but that's important if you're the channel very so it's in so them doing that and dawn doing that is helping carla to be able to channel and to keep that channel open as long as they can and as often right Yes. Yeah. Casey said, did they use oxygen? Was that auctional lines, right? The, the, the ley lines and all of that? Uh, am I saying that right? Um, yes. Or is it actional, right? Is that what you're saying? Either way, it's the ley lines, right? And the English hate to use that word, so it's good you're using the terminology of the U because to them, a ley line is different than the energy lines of the planet. It's just like the ego. You know, we say, check your ego at the door. That, that really gets Europeans upset when we say that as Americans. But we understand what it means. And what we're saying is literally, we don't need anyone who is full of ego in service to uh, self here, in here. So if you are, check that and, and check it at the door. Check that attitude at the door because here is people who are in service to others freely uh, without any malice. So we don't we don't go through all of that to say those things to a person. We just say, check your ego at the door. But we, as growing up in America, we understand through trial and error and time in that that's what that means when we say that. Right? They get upset and they go, I don't talk to those people because they don't realize that the, they're wrong and they don't realize we need the ego to learn. Yes, we all we know that. Most people do understand that. Not everyone who says it understands it. It's like teaching somebody the word football, right? To the rest of the world, that means soccer, right? I mean, it literally means football. And to Americans, football means this American football, which is part rugby, part soccer, that they that they took and, and blended the two to make this this game that we play here only in America and Canada, right? So so we know that when we say football, and we hear someone from another country say football, not all Americans realize they're talking about what we would call soccer, right? So it's the same thing. Not all Americans realize that the ego is something that they need to learn, but not all humans. Only 10% of most humans on the planet realize what the ego is and what it's for. That's like most people don't know what the id is, right? But if I use the term and talk about that, so yes, Casey, you were saying that right. Um, but if I use the word, if I say id, people go, what is that? They don't even know what that is. 90% of the population never heard of, of Freud, and they don't know that he made up this thing called an id, just like shadow work. If you don't know who Carl Jung is, you don't know what shadow work is, because he's the one that coined the term. That's why there's, in fact, the Carl Jung Institute was because of him with shadow work and his theories about spirituality and shadow work and his work. And, and all of the things that he did, pioneering all of that to show people and, and to put it into perspective of what we need to do to better ourselves and what the process is for humans in our soul. And that's why there's an entire institute worldwide that people want to get involved in that has to do with everything that has to do with spirituality, be it uh, alchemy, be it uh, physics, be it whatever, uh, mathematics, uh, and, and downright spirituality. Okay, so yes, you said that right. The the lines, the energy lines uh, of the place where they were at, that's how they chose where they were going to move and, and where they were going to be, was uh, made sure that, that an energy line, if not an intersection, 
would be in the the domicile that they were uh, broadcasting from or channeling from. Um, but they just didn't. They don't talk about that much. But if you read the books, there's you know how they have the appendix and the, the prologue and all that. They didn't. They don't publish that here. Uh, in this, but if you read the actual six books and the one before that, that isn't the raw material uh, that talks about UFOs, you get more of that information, Casey. So yes, so it's very astute of you to to question that whether or not they use the energy of the actual planet uh, as well. Yes, because that helps, like an antenna, you know. And the water underground isn't makes itself another energy line, even if it's not a natural energy line. If it connects with energy lines, the water, the energy will flow through water. Just like crystalline uh, areas, uh, beaches and and uh, sandstone and that sort of stuff, salt uh, and that, but but that stuff uh, acts like a giant, say like a lake, like here at Salt Lake. And you go out there, and the big salt flats are there. That entire area has more energy than anywhere else that just has regular dirt, right? But it may not be channeled like water is moving in a river, right? Like it would be more like a lake. So you would still have the energy there as a big well. But it's not moving from one place to another constantly like a, li- a river would be or the oceans are. Okay, so let's continue. Um, I don't know if I rang that out too much for you guys, but to, to understand that that was a sensor, the, the, the sensor of incense. And that's why it's a mathematical equation and everything has to be perfect, including, uh, Casey, thank you for bringing that point up, where and, and uh, where the lines, energy lines are to gain the most uh, energy for this broadcast to be able to come through and to be able to channel it and then uh, understand it. Okay, let's continue. So now this is uh, session nine, by the way. We're going to start that. Uh, this took place, you can see on your screen, January 27th, 1981, session nine. Let's continue here. January 27th, 1981. 9.0 RA, IMRA. I greet you in the love and the light of our infinite creator. We communicate now. 9.1 Questioner, we are definitely going to make the law of one the primary portion of this book. I apologize for getting sidetracked on these subjects. We're in the position of, shall we say, beating around as to what direction to go with the book to begin with. For this reason I have asked a few questions and probably will ask a few more questions in the early part of these sessions that will be somewhat meaningless with respect to application of the law of one because my own ignorance what I'm doing. However, I expect to become more proficient rapidly while we go on. There are a couple of questions that are probably meaningless but if I could get them out of the way. They're bothering me a little bit. Is it possible for you to suggest a publisher for this book? That's funny, right? At this point, they didn't realize there was going to be 106 channeling sessions and six books that were all going to be called the raw material, right? At this point, he was like, you can hear Don's very, and I like that he left that in. They could have skipped over all this and edited it out. So that shows his humility that he was pretty humble at that point by saying, look, at this point, we really didn't have any idea where this was going. (laughs) And he just said that right there. We're still trying to get a handle on what we're going to do. In fact, he didn't even, he's asking Raw if they could tell him where he could publish, right? I mean, that's, I love his humility there. And I just had to point that out. That was, that's, you know, I'm a fan. So that was kind of cool that he was like, look, we didn't really even know where we're going at this point, man. We didn't even know how we're going to get it published. We just knew that this portion was going to be the raw material. It turned out six books called the raw material. All right, let's continue. 
Of course, snarky raw. No. Reno. 9.2 questioner. Is it possible for you to tell us of anything in our past incarnations, our past experiences before this incarnation? R.A. I am R.A. It is possible. However, such information as this is carefully guarded by your mind slash body slash spirit being totality so that your present space slash time experiences will be undiluted. Let us scan for Okay, that became important to those of you who are wondering, right? Well, so why all of this and what, what's going on, right? You know, it, it, I, don't, I don't believe any of this. This is important because literally your higher, higher self, right? Your spirit complex, higher spirit complex, doesn't allow you to know what you're, what you, that, you know, all of this that Ra's talking about and that I talk about and, and a lot of you, most of you that are in the audience talk about daily because it's you, you're not ready people aren't ready so you have to realize this i had to go through that learning curve and all of you out there i'm sure that are in the audience uh went through it and some of you uh, haven't yet but you will and if you're new to this then you don't know because you might be that person you there your, your mind will be a denier on purpose because you're not ready and you're not in a spiritual place and ready and this is the hardest thing for people to to get because someone who doesn't is not spiritual at all says you guys just make that crap up and then you just make up the crap that says well your mind won't let you realize it to be true uh, until you're ready for it so therefore it's obvious that i'm not ready for it right and and then their ego comes into play and they get angry at you and call you names because you're like and so but on the other side of the coin when you first become awake and this is my warning uh, and I went through it. You can't tell people, well, you don't get it because you're not awake, man, because they're not awake. That's like talking to a drunk, right? Don't ever argue with a drunk because people aren't going to know what the difference between the two of you is. Because a drunk is, is the, when they're drunk and they're in that place to where they've checked out, they're just on autopilot. You can't, there's no reasoning with them. And it's the same thing with a person who gets angry. When somebody is enraged, you can't reason with them because they're in their lizard brain. The same thing happens spiritually when you're completely turned off, right, and veiled. If you're not ready to wake up, you're not in a spiritual place to start to wake up, you will not. And you will not believe a word that somebody says. That person is crazy. I get, I'm sure that there's more people on this planet who hear me and think I'm nuts than there are that are not. I'm sure of that. I was that person 10 years ago. A lot of what I say now, if you would have said to me 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, my God, this guy's crazy. I'm going to need to stop listening to him because I wasn't awake enough to get it, right? I don't know if it was 10 years ago because I've been pretty open. I've been preaching our energy and, and the way we talk to and act and, and think about other people, projecting that on them is us projecting part of ourselves onto them. And, in fact, that is us being them and them being us. And I've been talking about this. why I was writing the book called The Way until I realized that there was the Tao Te Ching, which is the book of the way that was written Hundreds of years, what is that, 800 and some odd years, 834 years before Jesus Christ was even born, that book was written. So I'm, I'm not really writing a book called The Way anymore because that's just would be my interpretation of a book that was older, you know, more than 2,000 years old, right? And so why write it? That's the way I look at it. Some people are like, maybe you should. I'm like, I, you know what? I do enough talking online. It'll be out there for people to find, right? If people find it and they, or they don't, right? 
Vinny says, never too late to get it as long as you get it right. Well, and that's the truth of that. And that's the way I look at it. Everything's supposed to happen in its time. And when you get to the point of, of being above this yin and yang uh, dance and you look back down on it and you see it, you realize that it's necessary. And that's why I try to tell people, but if people think I'm crazy, even people in this industry think I'm crazy when I say these things, that there is no defeating evil. You defeat the evil within yourself. You're not going to defeat the evil in other people ever. So people that have chosen that, like all the politicians and all the people in business and the governments and the and the militaries and all the control, uh, that not just that, but, you know, like the teachers unions and all these other places who started out to be a good thing, but now they're corrupted into a political machine. Those people are going to continue doing what they're doing because they've chosen that religion and that way of life. Right? Right, Penny says, I started telling, let me put it up on the screen here, Penny, because that's actually a pretty good thought, right? She says, I started telling people all religions are one true religion. Man twisted it into 13 in 1986. It's actually, you're right, and then more than that, because then they fractured, like the Christian religion is fractured off into many different different facets just here in the United States of Christianity, where they all claim that they're you know different than these other uh, religions. And the truth is that it, that it was fractured before that, from the original uh, um, spiritualities, if you read the Dead Sea Scrolls or any scroll from any country, from any uh, peoples, no matter how old they are, you'll find that all of the modern religions are based in these religions that were around 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 years ago, right? So they're all just the same thing being, uh, being reconstituted and borrowed from uh, or, or rewritten over and over. The, the Christ story right that story just just the one all of the things that jesus did walking on water turning water to wine healing the blind healing the sick bringing people back from dead all of that happened 12 times on this planet 11 different times before the last one where jesus did it not a joke i have proven this and other scientists have too it's not just me right that's not a joke this has been proven throughout history and then when you look at that dynamic of the savior character and the dynamic in the religion itself it is every single religion that has ever been on the planet so they're all the same they're all the same the only difference is and i've said this many times the only difference is between all of them even all the way back to marduk being the jesus character or jesus being the marduk character because marduk is older the savior character if you read uh, uh, Joseph Campbell's book, The Hero of a Thousand Faces, he was on to the idea. Thick book, thousand pages or so. He would. He was a professor who taught theology. He taught uh, um, uh, sociology. He taught religion. He taught all of this stuff. And he's deceased now, but I, I grew up watching and listening to that's one of the greatest minds that was out there. Okay, And um, he was on to that, but took it from a non- religious and took it from the the uh from the, from the ideology the theologic theologian theologic ideology and showed how similar all of them were and i've talked about that over and over not just what he i've never read his entire book i just watched a documentary of uh, interviewing him about the book and what that meant and then several uh before he uh, passed uh hundreds of hours not joking hundreds of hours of interviews with uh, the guy who, who created his foundation and is still in charge of his foundation of knowledge, not a joke, 
uh, and and their talks. I watched those for years when I was uh, late teens and early twenties. I started watching those when I was like fifteen years old, and um, continued watching them forever. I go back and watch them now on the videos, and I refer to it a lot. So, the 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 philosophic ideologies of all of these philosophers around the world, especially everything that we have still. Uh, is is um, based in that religious doctrine or religious uh, scrolls from around the world, but with doing the same thing. These philosophers uh, are more more spiritual than people realize, and they're trying to get it across without has, trying to sell a religion. Because even two thousand years ago, uh, what's the guy's name again? Uh, Joseph Campbell. And Campbell is key is, is C A M P B E L L Joseph Campbell. Uh, you can Google that and uh, just the one book, and he's got several books. You can Google the hero with a thousand faces, or just his name, and you can look up his books and you can read them, or you can go to YouTube. Uh, but they've chopped up his videos into like 30 second spots now. You used to be able to watch a two hour show. Uh, I can't find those anymore, YouTube, because they monetize everything. Uh, people chop up his stuff into little teeny segments. So you'd be better served, Casey. Uh, Casey asked that question for those of you listening to the MP3 file. Uh, I said, What was the name again? That wasn't just me, that was Casey saying, What was the name again? Joseph Campbell, like Joseph of Arimathea. If you're religious, you understand who that, how well, to spell that word. Joseph Campbell. Uh, and he was a he was a teacher, uh, a professor here in the United States, uh, and he he didn't die too long ago. Well, well, yes, now he's been dead for uh, quite a few years, twenty years or so, thirty years or so. Um, however, uh, just if you watch him speak, he was on talking about Jung. You can you can Google that one on YouTube, uh, where he's up there, and he shows you the diagram drawing. That Jung, that Jung, if I say it proper, it's not Jung, Carl Jung, it's Carl Jung, uh, if I say it proper. That word, actually, you should look up what that word means in English, by the way. <laughs> it means heart or love. Uh, it's that's And that's his last name was apropos. Again, when I talk about like the Schumann resonance, apropos, the apropos of different um, people in history who, when you look up their names and what their names actually mean, uh, you find out that it is what they do. So mine is, I'm a title. My name is a title. I've said that many times. My first, my middle, and my last name are titles, and it is what I do. And my DNA is what I do. So, so we, all of us are that way. We just don't realize that our name has to do with us. And not, you know, people say, oh, you grow into your name. No, no, you choose that before you're born. Right? I want to get into that a little bit, too, before we get going, because there are people out there that are saying, I had this conversation with one of my sisters because she asked me the question. She follows a lot of the psychics, um, some of you that are here in the audience, some of you that, that you know as well, and some that you don't. But she follows these psychics and listens to what everybody says, and these spiritual teachers, uh, and listens to what they say. And then she comes back to me and says, what do you think about when so-and-so said this on their show last night? Or uh, this morning, so-and-so was on, and she said this, and, and she said that. And so she asked questions, so she asked me. And we discuss it. So she had said, one of the girls, I'm not going to say who it was, but she's not here. So it's not none of you guys. <laughs> right? So I didn't want anybody thinking I'm picking on you. Uh, none of you guys that are here. But uh, she said, one of the girls had, had said on the air that um, that when we when and where and how we die is under contract, that we contract that before we're born. And I said, see, that's kind of complicated. 
now, and the reason I say this is because what just was said by Ra ties into this, okay, with the your higher, higher self uh, not allowing you to know certain knowledge until you're ready to know it. So you have to go through certain steps to actually learn things, to ascend to a certain place before you get to know knowledge. It's like magic with a K if you're Wiccan or Pagan or Druid. You understand what that means. The high magic uh, is the magic with a K, and the low magic is magic with a C. Okay, low magic is the sleight of hand magic and stuff for novices. When you know a certain amount of knowledge, you gain this. I did an entire three hour show with people from around the world. Uh, Aaron uh, uh, was one of the people that was there, uh, you know, the the uh, 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 shaman Aaron. Uh, he was one of the people that I did this with back in the day, like four or five years ago. And we had uh, witches and we had, um, uh, uh, you know, people who were just spiritualists and Christian priests. And I was one of them and being, a, uh, you know, a, a minister of four different religions. We talked about that when you become a certain level of spirituality, you gain more knowledge. It just comes to you from the universe. And that's one of the reasons why they keep us dumbed down. Uh, just above barbarian in our lizard brain because they don't want us to learn what it is that makes us adults. That's why I made that uh, that re reference earlier to something becoming apparent to you um, because it's an adult thought. That's why it's apparent. Even though it's spelled differently, it means being a parent to you. So, uh, again, words that are apropos and that, that are also ambiguous. So, this information comes to you at a certain level. The same thing happens in, in spirituality, and that's why you don't get to know things when you get to a certain level, okay? And people won't understand what it is that you're trying to say when you do that, right? So this is why it became important, and this is why I'm talking about it now here, because that's what Ra was referring to before, right? So the knowledge that you gain expands your consciousness as you expand your spiritual mind, right? And so this is why I say I don't own something that I'm trying to teach to you because you already know it. You just have to remember that you do and wake up, right? And that's the truth of it. When you get to a certain place in your spirituality, everything that I'm saying is going to make complete sense to you. And when you go past that, you're going to look back on a lot of the stuff that I say. I told you the Oracle, she doesn't come here very often, one of the Oracles. Uh, doesn't come here very often because when she comes in, she says, this is basic. And so for her to sit in and listen to what it is that I'm talking about, she says, my God, this is, I know this and it's simple to me, right? It's it's like, uh, um, uh, what was that movie uh, where the, where uh, Matt Damon was a genius and I can't think of the, Good Will Hunting. And everything was, was so, to him, because he was so smart. But he was young, and he was still in his egoic mind, and that was the exercise of that entire thing. Now, And I'll, and I'll go back around to where I was going with this in a second because this plays, plays into it. So he was, uh, was not quite awake, but he was super intelligent, but he wasn't spiritual-minded yet, right? And uh, Robin Williams' character, who had gone through the death, right, of his wife, that changed him, but he was more spiritual but angry and, the, and it took the two of them to meet the universe put them together on purpose so that his character would be the young dumb kid and then the adult in the room who was also struggling was teaching the kid but the kid was also teaching him so it was perfect scenario of teach learn learn teach 
Okay. So Penny says, for me, it seems that the knowledge comes from within and flows freely. Yes, it does. Most things are just an inner knowledge. That's that's my point. You're you're actually stating my point of Carl Jung, of Joseph Campbell, of all of this information that I was telling you about. I love Penny. You're beautiful because you got exactly where I was going, and you and you summed that right up. Right, Peter. Welcome, Peter would know, and he's here sending loads of love. I love you too, my brother. Um, and and we're, we're all sending love back to you as well, Peter. So so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Peter. Right. I know I didn't even say happy birthday. I apologize for that. I'm too minded on the on talking about spirituality and ignoring the fact that today Peter is what is he? Twenty nine. No, I'm kidding. He's younger than me. So what are you? Fifty one, Pete? I think fifty two. I don't even think you're fifty three or fifty four yet. I'm older than you. I'm fifty five. And I remember we talked about that. You're younger than me. So I know you're in your early fifties if you were in fact fifty. So all of this and Penny was very astute. Uh, of you all of this is that's what all of this is about so it's perfect that you said that this is what all of this is about all of this including with the raw material and the, to sum up everything that raw is trying to show is the same that carl jung was trying to show is the same that uh that joseph campbell was trying to show is the same that all the philosophers were trying to show all of the theologians if they're true theologians and they're not trying to sell you a religion and just spirituality, even from a non-spiritual standpoint, some people choose that road to stay away from even telling people that the challenge is to talk to them about spirituality, which is what Joseph Campbell did. He just pointed it out that there was religions never telling you that he was a devout Christian. He didn't have Christianity in any way, shape, or form influencing what he talked about. He was being a very good scientist. I try to do the same. And that's why you only hear me make references to what Jesus said here, or what Muhammad said there, or what uh, was said in this, you know, the Hindi uh, religion, or I do that on purpose. I'm not a religious person. I'm not trying to sell you a, a religion that's going to get me money and get you in boxes and a seat to, for me to charge you. I'm here for that reason to help wake you up to the inner knowledge, because that's what it all is. The ego is inner. There is no battle between and I, and I was getting in this I love that you that you said that because it was a perfect segue for me because that was where I was trying to work my way back to is that all of this knowledge and, and the understanding there's that word again right the understanding and that's why I like to use that word because it plays into inner knowledge that Jung was talking about with the shadow work there is no fight between good and evil that is existing on the planet there is but it's metaphoric it is physical and you're seeing it right in front of you. But the reason you're seeing it is so that you witness it, just like when Ra was talking about on the, the, the last part of this last session that we were on in eight, talking about uh, people thinking that they are being abducted. Now, the reason I say thinking that is that there hasn't been an actual physical abduction. Maybe, okay, I would say half of 1% of all people saying they were abducted by aliens were not in fact abducted at all physically and out of that half of one percent 99 percent of those uh, that were abducted physically were not abducted by aliens that are not from or living on or in this planet there was only a, a one-tenth of a one percent of people that get through the quarantine and we don't we haven't had a quarantine for like 20 years or 50 years or 70 years the quarantine 
has been here since everything went awry, which is which is about 2,000 years ago. Okay, and that is only because in 1938 to 1942 is when the nefarious people physically got boots on the ground. And so because when you become on the ground here in third dimension, you have to have a past, a present, and a future opened up, not all happening right now, but separated. When they got here in 1938, right, the whole Grover's Mill thing that everybody says was not true, and uh, in the Buckaroo Banzai, the movie, Buckaroo Banzai, is trying to show you that there was actually an invasion that happened in 1938 and that it was physical and that was what changed the course of of this planet okay so it's not as long ago as everyone thinks however as soon as they got boots on the ground and everybody became stuck the the the, the stuckness went back to 150,000 years ago because you have to have a past president and future here and when they got here in 1938, they immediately had a past that went back 150,000 years and uh, in almost the same in the future. But the future, because it's not written by them, split into two. And that's the temporal war that you guys hear about that's going on. Okay, The temporal war is the two different timelines. That's the one that the Matrix movies is talking about. And they kind of show and they kind of jump because it was stolen from the guy who wrote it. And the nefarious people got a hold of it. And they blended the two timelines into one timeline in the succession of movies. And they made the AI God, which is, in fact, the, the new morphing of the devil uh, in that energy. They morphed that into the AI God is the good God. But in reality, in reality, that physical manifestation that we see playing out in politics on this planet is only there to back up what's happening spiritually. And the only way to defeat all of that is to defeat it within yourself. Hence, uh, um, Mahatma Gandhi coining the phrase that became a hashtag in our modern day, be the change that you want to see in the world. Because he knew as well that the change happens within you, not within them. They can't affect you anymore. If you make the choice and you decide that you're going to be in service to others, they can only then make you pay for that with their control, abuse, of power and things like that and you know um, uh, tell lies about you this is why on the religious side the spiritual side the the ten commandments uh that anyone who is in any way christian believes in one of them is don't lie about other people and bear false witness why is that because if you're in service to others you don't do those things that people who are in service to self do so if you look at all the religions they all have their ideology and form of those laws teaching you if you are in service to others you don't act a certain way including uh, up to and including not to exclude anybody and this is what uh you know the the jedi way which is in fact a real religion in some parts of the world has become a spiritual uh, ideology that's why when i say i'm a jedi knight i'm actually listed in the jedi temple which they don't acknowledge in this country or in anywhere in europe uh because it's from down under okay and those people down there believe in it wholeheartedly. You can, in fact, you when you join the military in New Zealand and Australia, you can say you're a Jedi. What is your religion? Jedi Knight. Not a joke. Okay. Casey says it really, it really does feel like hearing this knowledge feels so familiar and true. That's see, that's because it's within you, and you're already 
as much as awake as you can be, just like me. I'm only as, as awake as I can be. And I'm, I'm not as awake as I, as I, as I, uh, my potential. I'm only as wake, uh, awake as where I am is allowing me, right? I never think I know everything and that I'm completely awake because if I was, I would be graduated back to the one. And I'm not going to be able to do that from the third density, third dimension. Okay, so you're in a place, Casey, to where when I say this to you, you're like, it, it doesn't even, when I say the words, they sound like candy, right? They sound so familiar like a blanket. Why is that? Because you realize I'm not lying to you and I'm not making this up. You have that ability within you because you're awake enough that you hear, when you hear the truth, you know you're hearing truth. And that's what happens when you vibrate at a high enough level spiritually to where you're waking up. You hear other people speak and you go, oh, my God, that sounds so comfortable. I know that what they're saying is not a lie. They're not making this up. They're not doing this for nefarious reasons. This is real. And I can feel it. I can sense the truth. And that is where Jen, welcome. Jen says, hi, everyone. Welcome. And, and, that is in, and so it, that's why I resonate with you. And that's why when you and I speak, you resonate with me because you say things and I go, she, oh, she's onto it, man. I can feel it, what she just said. And that's why I always say, that's why I love to have the Q&A in this. I don't want to be this, this guy who's going to stand up in front of a room of people and just throw shit at you. And then never, you know, that's what professors do. They don't, they don't take questions. They do it in a seminar. But when they're in a school teaching in a college, they're just telling you shit, throwing stuff at you, knowledge at you, not to you. Not explaining to you, not taking questions. Hardly any uh, professors sit around taking questions. There are a lot that are great professors who do that. Joseph Campbell was one of those. He would stop. If somebody raised their hand, he would say, oh, I'm sorry, what, what's your question? And he would spend the time to help his people. That's why he was so popular, and that's why he went on to speak in front of people because of that in larger, in larger crowds. Because those people who are in service to others are not just throwing knowledge at you. I'm not here to throw knowledge at you. I'm here to awake the knowledge that is within us. And some of this stuff, like I say, I have to go back and listen to myself because there are times when I listen to what I said and I go, oh, my God, I don't even remember saying that. That's bloody brilliant because I was channeling it. It wasn't my thoughts. These aren't things that I think. These are. This is what I feel. It comes to me. Right? <laughs> Denny says, Leo, okay. She says, Leo, to, before you, before you, uh, before the show is over, check your message. I don't mean to interrupt uh, the law of one. Okay, I'll do that. I, in fact, I can do that while uh, this is going on. Once I start raw again, because I just grabbed my phone, which I, uh, I'm not using as a as a monitor, but I can check the messages. All right. Okay. So, so getting back to to uh, where I was going with this, the whole point of all of this is supposed to be internalized. By each one of us. And this is what Raw is trying to show. Right? All of this is supposed to be internalized. This entire thing. We are all just prisoners. Yeah, I go back with, you know, the, the uh, Hotel California. We are all just prisoners here of our own device. The ego is the devil. But it's the devil that we are. Each one of us. It's our devil that we are. It's that part of us that is that is that is simple and childlike. So that's the trap. When I say the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence, to know and understand, understand, there's that word again, being programmed into my brain, away from understanding, 
because understanding has the, even though you don't know it, is telling you that you you stand under me, right? So they can't have, they have to change the vernacular. You can't use the word understand because that says your inner mind, your soul, your spirit, your mind, your psyche, your id, your shadow work, you. And everything has to be externalized. And what happens is all of this programming has been programmed to externalize the ego into this fictitious character that is called the devil or Lucifer. And the devil's going to come get you. And the devil's going to speak in your mind and possess you. And the minions of the devil, all of that is a lie. All of that is not real. Hell is not real. But it is in some sense. So do you tell a little truth with many lies? There is a place that's purgatory. Purgatory would be um, being in service to self so much so that you completely deny the light and you deny the existence of it and you live your life that way. You are the farthest away from the light that you can be so you don't feel it because you would deny it and that's purgatory. And then when you get halfway through the sixth dimension or density, you can no longer raise up in any vibration, not just you can't raise up in good vibration or in service to others. You can't rise up in service to self anymore. That's it. That's the true hell. That's the true purgatory. This is far away from the one source of energy that you could possibly get yourself into. And then, and then the, the one doesn't make you pay. If you change and truly repent, you immediately stay on halfway through the sixth density, but switch to the side of in service to others without having to make amends for everything that you've done. And that's what people don't want you to know about when they're selling you a religion. And this is what Raw said in the very beginning, there is no right and wrong. There just is a choice. And that's what I said to my sister. Remember I told you earlier that, I, that the person said, we're under contract. And I wanted to get back to that. And that's why I, but I jumped off of that because, uh, because of the way that you guys were, were talking. And I jumped forward, but I want to jump back to that. So she said, we, were, we die when and where we were contracted. And that's what the psychic said to people. And I said, that's really complicated because there is some of that that happens. There is, but you have to realize that everything happens and everything is possible. So, yeah, some people are under contract. That's why you hear them say, well, your child came through and died young. Uh, he or she, before they, 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 before they got here, they came through to come through only for six months or a year or whatever it was that you had them for. And then to leave to, so that you would, would go through that experience and experience that loss. So they signed a contract saying, I will come through in a lifetime, but I'm only going to be there for six months, and then I'm going to die of cancer or whatever, hit by a car or murdered or whatever it is. Some people in their life have designed that, but that's not 100%, and it's not everybody. Because if that were the case, and the Bohemians believed that, the Vikings believed that the All-Father, Odin, wove the, uh, the skein, the weave, the, 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 uh, wove the weave of your life, uh, from the beginning and that you were going to live and die when and where Odin decided it. And that was good on a physical level because that freed them to not worry about stuff. And they weren't living under guilt like you have in the Hebrew and the Judeo-Christian Hebrew uh, ideology of, of guilt, that you weren't guilted into acting a certain way in your life. You were inspired 
to do whatever it is that you wanted to do, to have all of these experiences and not be burdened with the task of when and where am I going to die and be obsessed with it. So it actually worked for the time that it was in for those people, right? And they, but, they, but their lives weren't contracted. They just thought they were, okay? And so mostly, most people, you have no idea when you're going to die, and it's not already contracted, and you just are going to die with, with a happenstance. That's the whole purpose of this experiment. These experiments these in, or is to have an organic existence with not knowing how you're going to live and die, and that all your choices. See, this is what ties into the true spirituality that is what the, the law of one, the true spirituality of the one, is that nothing is written. Nothing is written. It is all written by you as you go. You contract certain things you want to learn. So the universe will put those in front of you. If they want to learn about loss, you're going to have people die around you. Cats, dogs, friends, family. Until you learn that lesson. And it may take you until you're old. And so you don't have people. But the people are going to die around you because that's what happens as you get older. I was just talking to my brother about that. And he goes, there goes another person that died that we knew. There's another person. And I said, we're getting into that age group now where people around us are starting to die. If we keep seeing that, we're doing good, Jay, because <laughs> we're winning. We're getting older and everyone around us is dying. So eventually, if you're the last one, you win. <laughs> right? And, and if not, it doesn't matter. What matters is how you live that life you have. So the whole purpose of this experiment is for you to actually live an organic life and lifestyle, but at the same time, you're supposed to be learning. So you don't take all the chances, and that's what the ego does. The ego has you take the chances when you're young. You survive that, if you survive that. And then you become older and wiser because things become apparent to you. And then you stop doing the crazy stuff that you do. And now you start living. The weird thing is, when you're young, you're crazy and you're living for today, but you spiritually aren't. And then when you get older, you're spiritually living for now, but you're physically not living for now. Because you're still trying to take care of your body. You're like, oh man, I can't eat the food that I ate. I can't do this and I can't do that. But people, more people between 50 and 90 live for now, in the now, than do prior to that. So it becomes the opposite. You become more wise, less physically crazy, but more spiritually open-minded and doing more things to live in the now. Right? And that's, that's the natural progression of, of maiden mother crone. Right? Or, you know, or human, you know, uh, vata, uh, oat. Right, young uh, father figure, old. Right, that's where you get the 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 Jung in Jung, Carl Jung, Jung Junge, which in most languages means uh, child or little boy, depending on how you say it. Jung means child. Junge means boy in four different European languages. Right, German, Dutch, um, Svenska, actually five, Norwegian, and and. Um, uh, What's the other one? Danish. Um, did I leave one out? There's a, there's like four or five uh, where they all use that same um, word. <clears throat> Those two words, Jung and Junge and Carl Jung. And that word actually means um, love or heart, uh, which is crazy, right? <laughs> uh, and, but it doesn't in those languages. 
but it doesn't in those languages, but it does in uh, other languages on the planet. So those are words that have the different meanings, but are the same word, which you're, I don't even want to get involved in that. Okay, so that's the whole purpose of this. So the externalization of everything that you see is the yin and the yang that we're seeing as the, as the dichotomy between good and evil is there for you to physically be afraid of it as well as spiritually. So it plays out that way. Okay. So Peter said, it's true. I'm, I haven't been reading you what you guys have been saying here. So, um, oh, Denise, see, I should go back a ways. Denise says, I hate going to confession. It didn't mean any, anything to me. Well, if, you, if you're there to repent, uh, but see, again, uh, Denise, this goes back to what I was saying that, that uh, Father Neil said to the congregation. Um, some people need that. I'm only here. They were like, Father, thank you for being here. You're so holy. They actually called him the holy man at the seminary. That's how holy he was. But he'll never be Pope because the Pope will never be an American. Uh, that won't happen. Uh, the church will dis will cease to exist uh, uh, throughout time before a Pope is an American Pope. Uh, they're too oriented towards Europe and, and European uh, judges. And, and we are European, uh, and therefore we are better. Uh, you know, So you're either Roman or, or uh, in some way upper crest European, uh, uh, even as the Pope. Right. You won't get a pope that's Japanese. You won't get one that's Chinese. You won't get one that's that's Indian. You won't. You just won't. It just won't happen. They're all going to be Roman. They're all going to be German. They're all going to be some sort of Aryan race. Uh, and that and then not even American, even if you're of that descent, because America is, is far too liberal minded thinking and forward thinking to be that. So you didn't need to have confession. Denise is my point. That's why I didn't feel like anything to you was because of that. Right. Peter said it's the, it's the straw man paradox. Yes, Peter, going back to what I was saying before, when the construct is, is written, birth chart, the star man uh, owns your contract. And that's what he's talking about, the spiritual ideology uh, that I was referring to, that, um, that you're not in charge or that you are, in fact, in charge, one or the other. You're not in charge, and there's some God who uh, creates your entire life for you, and the Christianity is, is uh, that model. Uh, and it's the straw man where you don't count. You're just the wicker man. Uh, and you're just, that's the whole purpose of the burning of the burning man and the burning of the wicker man. And that's where that came from was a pagan druid ideology that came from the Southern Vikings. That's why Peter's using that vernacular. Uh, and that's that construct. And that's what he's talking about, right? The straw man owns your construct. Uh, and, and that's uh, part of the lie. It's not the truth. The truth is that it's all uh, inner. Uh, but the straw man is supposed to represent your external. And that's why that's why there's a difference. And that's why he, he showed that with a paradox of the construct is written birth chart. The star man owns your uh, your con. But the, so the physical is is showing you that. And that's what the physical the burning of the burning man or the wicker man, the burning of that every every uh, year is supposed to signify the death and rebirth of your soul. And that's why uh, that's great. I'm glad, Peter, that you put that in there because I didn't get that in detailed uh, in what I was going to discuss. That was kind of cool. So because free will charges everything. Yes, Casey. And that's the whole that's what we're supposed to remember is that free will is is everything. And that changes changes. Sorry, not charges, but changes everything. Uh, so free will uh, shows that we're supposed to be in charge. And that's why they didn't want anybody to know that we had free will. That's why they corrupted all of them so that we wouldn't know that. Right. Um, Penny says, oh, I'm living crazy and in the now and both. Well, this, that's good, though. That's the whole thing. I never grew up. Well, in, in a sense, uh, you did, but you didn't. You, you did because you're still, you're, but you're not 
living so crazy that you're going to kill yourself. Do you see? Right? That's just like uh, if I continued to skydive over and over and over, and I skydived at least once every day, I'm, I'm lowering and, or, you know, expanding the possibility of me dying every time I do it exponentially. Right? Because I'm pushing the outside of the envelope. And I know that I'm doing it, but I'm doing it anyways. So it's the same thing with bungee jumping or, or diving off a cliff or whatever. If you do that long enough, eventually you're going to have an accident and hurt yourself. But if you do it a few times and then go on and do something else and come back, maybe do it once a year, <clears throat> your probability of dying becomes far less. So, so that's where you learn, and this is what I was referring to, you learn on a physical level to take uh, less chances, but you take more risks on, on a spiritual way. And that's what, the, you know, you're living crazy, but I'm sure you're not bungee jumping every single day. You're not ziplining in the, in the Amazon every single day. You're not jumping out of an aircraft at 50,000 feet every single day. You may do those things once a year, once a month, once every six months or whatever. Uh, and you may do each one of those. And you know what I mean? Cliff diving. I mean, I go cliff diving every year. I go uh, hang gliding in the summer. I go, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but even that on a physical, you're going to end up hurting yourself. Look at the guys who are the X game skateboarders. And, you know, they, they're like, oh, yeah, I've broken like 27 bones in my body. That's what happens if you do the same thing repetitively and take those chances over and over. As you get older, you stop taking those chances because shit hurts. Because you took those, you were crazy when you were young, so you get older and your bones don't. Now you have arthritis in all those broken spots, and that shit hurts. Trust me. I have arthritis in every single joint because I was the same way, and I lived crazy when I was younger. And I beat my body up so bad that I am in pain 24 hours a day, 365 days out of the year. And that started when I was 42, and I'm 55. And it's only going to get worse. Right, I literally have the arthritis in my body, physical arthritis in all of my joints, the likes of which 85-year-old men have, and I'm only 55. So what's going to happen when I'm 85? If I make it to 85, it's going to be bad, right? So let's see what else. Uh, weird, I wasn't seeing some people's comments. I well, see that me either. I wasn't seeing them, and they all popped up like they weren't there, and then they poof appeared Casey so but you might not be seeing them because some of the people for whatever reason might be on one of the other channels that now is coming through here and you can't see them I don't know because some of them like when you guys were on the other channel I couldn't see them when you guys were trying to talk to me earlier right so let's see let's see what else right then yeah me too right yeah KC right so let me go back down here to the to the uh, to the beginning right um yeah, grinding, grounding in the moonlight. That's coming up, right? When is the full moon? A couple of days, right? Isn't it? It's. It, I don't know if it's now, but it's coming up. I'll have to look on the calendar again. We got a new uh, full moon showing up here quickly. So, and the energy changes for some of you, like myself, uh, that might be uh, in tune to the cycles of the moon. Um, I'm in tune to the cycles of the moon, and I have an energy burst and can't sleep for crap for three days before and three days after. So, for a seven, for a week. Uh, out of every month, right? Out of every 28 days, seven of them, um, I have too much energy. <laughs> and I already have too much energy anyways. Okay, so all of this is supposed to be showing you to look inward into yourself and go through the shadow work. And that's why Carl Jung said that. Joseph Campbell showed that in his in his uh, theological um, uh, discussion in just that one book alone of uh, the hero with a thousand faces, he shows you all of, in mythology, all of that savior character and hero character in mythology and, and uh, trying to show all that all of that 
and he didn't have access to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Well, he did, but uh, he didn't talk about them as the Dead Sea Scrolls, but he did talk about even Marduk and all that referenced it many times over and was trying to show, theologically speaking, how they're all the exact same religion. They just have different names and they change, just like I say. After reading all of the Dead Sea Scrolls and knowing and learning all of these, being a theologian and reading every religion and every story, creation story of every country, everything that I could find. And if I find one and I haven't read it yet, and someone says, hey, did you read this one? No, I look it up and read it. Not a joke. Not a joke. Um, and then if I have to, I'll find their religion and I'll read, I'll get one of their tolments, whatever they call it, and I'll, and I'll buy the book and I'll read that as well uh, to find out what their ideology and theology is. Uh, as well. That's what I've done since I was a kid when my father said to do that, right? <laughs> right? So, yeah, right. Penny says, coming up soon is the full moon. Oh, my God. This past week has been an emotional mess for me, too, right? Yeah. And last week, I wasn't on, right? I wasn't even on the air last Friday because my mother was having an emotional. I was having kind of emotions, but I that can I can get past that. But my mom was having a hard day. Because of the, the energy was already starting. And she was, where do I get it from? I don't know if it was my dad, but I got, oh, I got a lot of it from my mom. So she was having the same problem. Even today, she was having some issues. And I have to keep an eye on her. In fact, is she in her chair? Yes, she is. I thought she was gone again. I was like, oh, my God, where did she go? <laughs> right Today, she was wanting to go to bed at 2 o'clock because <clears throat> she didn't feel good. So I gave her some Tylenol and because we're fighting off a cold and another uh, um, uh, vitamin C and another zinc and a little bit of caffeine. And now she's good. Fed her some peanut butter and jelly for lunch. That's her favorite. She loves the jelly. Gave her a little bit of extra jelly and some chips, which I don't think she ate the chips. She's not too keen on potato chips. Um, but bam, there she is. Okay, so all of this experiment, all of this that is what we're doing is supposed to be internalized and the external struggle and battle that is the yin and the yang that we see that we think is a war between this god of evil and god of good is not in fact because the evil is not a god but the evil is god and that's the part that gets everybody confused because we are in fact all a reflection of each other and ourselves and every part of us that is the darkness is the same as our light so this is why that rabbi that i told you about the conversation with the rabbi when he was taking the devil's advocate so to speak to coin the vernacular, he was using that uh, as being God's advocate and talking as if he were God and saying, I have an objective side about myself, right? And that is the side of the ego. That's why we need the ego, because without it, we don't learn anything. The ego is the boogeyman. All of that is internalized it's within ourselves, but it's externalized as well so that if we don't catch that it's internalized, we see that, it, that it's there and we still learn through osmosis, watching television, reading books, listening to stories, uh, you know, listening to people like me telling you things, Jesus and his way and all of the different Muhammad and Moses and Elijah and Daniel and David and all of these people throughout history, all of the philosophers and Socrates and Aristotle and and, you know, and, and whoever else that you can imagine that was there, and including Homer of the Roman Empire, who was a philosophic uh, a god who wrote all these books that were all of the all of the oldest books, Roman stories and Greek stories that we have came from uh, from that, from from Homer. All of those people were trying to show you using and the painters, musicians, writers, poets. In their way, they're teaching you the same thing. 
showing you a dichotomy between good and evil, showing you spirituality, trying to show you a vernacular or a, a, a story that is a parable that is supposed to be teaching you something that is either good or bad or both. And that's what every single story is. So every episode on television of every show that you see on television, every movie that you see, every book that you ever read, every song that you ever hear is doing the same thing. And they're using a genre to do it. Even hip hop, all of that. When you're listening to a song and you think, what is the song about? If you actually pay attention to the words and not just the physical, you know, like, uh, you know, what, what's that song? Um, the old song from the 90s, right? Trying to catch me riding dirty, trying to catch me riding dirty, right? That song is about cops trying to catch the black guys thinking that they're all evil and they're all drug addicts trying to catch them riding dirty. But the song is, I know you're trying to catch me riding dirty, so I'm not riding dirty when you think I am. We, we're, Yeah, I'm doing what you think I'm doing, but I'm not letting you catch me do it. So in a physical lower vibration... That's what all the song is about. Right? That's all it's about. But on a higher vibration, for those people who uh, catch it, and if not, you get it through osmosis. That word means that it gets into your brain. It gets into your subconscious, whether you know it or not, because it's there. So it gets into your head anyways and gets into your subconscious and gets to your superconscious or your higher, higher self. And that who is your soul and your higher, higher self understands, understands, there's that word again that was programmed into my brain, understand, because you don't stand under anyone. You understand it, right? That that song was about, about being aware that these cops are dirty and they're trying to bust you for being dirty. Do you see? And if you're aware of it, you're making decisions in your life and changing your life and not getting caught doing those things because it became apparent to you that these cops were trying to catch you. And you're now waving your finger at them or, or thumbing the nose at the cops going, nanny, 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 I know that you're trying to catch me doing something illegal. So I'm not going to do those things illegal in public and get caught. That person is already spiritually growing out of being a mindless thug. And that's what that song is about. So on a higher level, the song is about growing up, becoming into your own, and gaining a knowledge and understanding of what's happening around you that other people don't see. And he's trying to show people through his music that that's a possibility of what's happening to you. Some of these cops are just out to get you. Not all of them. But he did it in a way that if you're just in that mindset, you're going to go, that's right, man. The cop's trying to get us, man. It's still getting into your head and saying, don't be stupid and don't get caught doing something because they're looking for you. So even if it's just on a low level of a monkey or a lizard brain, I use those not saying that, that people of color are monkeys. I'm not prejudiced. I'm saying that as a simple mind. Uh, or a lizard brain, if your vibration is low, and it doesn't matter your color. That's my point. If your vibration is low and you are, in fact, like a drug addict or a drug doer or a drug dealer or whatever, then you're driving around with this shit in your car because you're trying to sell shit to other people. So you get caught. And that's what the people who get caught and they're busted with all the stuff. If you listen to the song and you're paying attention, he's saying, don't do that shit. Don't get caught. They're looking for you. So on the lowest vibration in 3D, that's, that's where the message is still the same. 
And then on a higher vibration, if you realize it, you don't need him to tell you that. You go, yeah, man, he's so right. They're so looking for us. Because those cops that are doing that are also in their lizard brain. They're monkeys and or lizards, however you want to put the, the simple mind. And they're doing that as well, do you see? So it works across these, these dimensional spiritual vibrations. And Denise says, look at the message because it fits with what you're talking about. Okay. So so hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Raw talk again. I'm gonna look at Denise's message and read that, and then uh, and hello by the way. I don't know how to say that name, right? It's it, Rathod, Rathod, and it's probably not because it's probably the th isn't the th that we use in English, right? So uh, I don't know what the pronunciation of your name is, and I apologize for that because it looks like it's Rathod, but I'm sure that the th is probably a k sound, right? Or a or a or a, a but it's not the TH, I'm sure of that, right? Or maybe it is, and I'm just reading into it, right? Because um, all those compound letters mean something different to the Welsh and the Irish and the Scottish, uh, and uh, and they designed all of that, but they don't have the TH the way we do it, the th sound. That came with the English, they added that one. So that's why the Irish say t, father, instead of father, because they don't have the TH. So I apologize. Um, please tell me how to say your name, if you can write that out phonetically. So that I know that how to say your name, I would. Otherwise, I, I apologize for saying it wrong. Okay, let me have Raw speak for a minute. I'm going to read Denise's uh, uh, message that she said because she said it kind of plays into what I was talking about there at that point. And then we'll get back uh, from Raw. But let's hear Raw talk some more. I wanted to explain, again, small things that are talked about by Raw uh, need to be wrung out a lot further than most people realize. And that's the whole purpose of this entire 106 sessions. Uh, you're, to have someone like myself explain that, unless you are at the vibration of a knowledge level to where when you hear this, you get it. There's going to be people that when I what I talk about now are going to say, man, that's still basic, bro. You, you're, there's still so much that you're not talking about, right? And and that's why I know that in five years, if I'm still around and, and still have these platforms, I'll probably be going back and doing the law of one again. But right now, this is what we're doing, right? So let me let Ross speak for a bit here, and we'll go back. Harmless material for your beingness. 20 second pause. I am, in the distortion of desire for your freedom from preconception, able to speak only generally. There have been several times when this group worked and dwelt together. The relationships varied. There is balanced karma, as you call it, each thus the teacher of each. The work has involved healing, understanding the uses of the earth energy, and work in aid of civilizations which call just as your sphere has done and we have come. This ends the material which we consider harmless. 9.3 Questioner, the healing exercises that you gave to us are of such a nature that it is best to concentrate on a particular exercise at a time. I would like to ask at this time what exercise I should concentrate on, possibly a little exercise change, should concentrate on inaudible, say tonight. See, now, oops, I pulled off the little um, buffer, so now when I make the P's and the S's and the T's, it's going to uh, squelch out. Let me put it back on. So, yeah. So, okay. So I read what Denise sent in the in, in the message to me. And, you know, that's funny. So we're going to get into that. Uh, the, that's kind of what uh, Ra's alluding to here. Denise said, can you explain why it is that we feel tired and, and tired-eyed? And, and I'm not reading exactly what she said. Uh, I'm sort of paraphrasing here. Let me go back and I'll, you know, uh, actually read it here. So she had said, oops, I'm trying to knock stuff over off my desk here with my phone cord. Uh, 
She said, before the show's over, can you explain why we feel out of sorts? Uh, you know, teary eyed, blah, 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 et cetera. Uh, thank you. So that, well, yes, then we can go with that ties into what I was just saying, which kind of explains some of it for you. Right. And uh, to further that, Ross talking about that here, what, you know, all of what we're doing, this is a perfect segue into where we're going right now with Raw, okay, in this session. And this is part of what I had talked about when I did uh, two different shows called The Defense Against the Dark Arts, one and two. Everybody was like, woo, because they thought for sure it was going to have something to do with, you know, with uh, the movies and the books, um, Harry Potter. But, but it did, but it was more real <laughs> than, than Harry Potter. Okay, I wasn't teaching you actual magic, but I was teaching you actual magic. But I wasn't teaching you the Hollywood magic with the bells and whistle, whistles and the Aspelliarmus and and in the words that that in fact are real, um, not those words that they use for the for the show, but they but some of them are, and they can be used because it's all intention, right? So everything that we do costs energy, and what we don't realize what's going on. Denise to get into that why it takes a toll on us and whether you know it or not you become under attack by nefarious forces all the time this goes into energy vampires and I've been teaching energy vampires since I was 21 and I'm 55 and back then when I would say it to people even that were open-minded they'd look at me all weird and say is that a thing and I'm like yes yes it is Okay, the whole ideology of vampires in the movie sucking your blood to get your life force energy out of your blood was, in fact, some people even say that thousands of years ago, people would do that. People now still drink blood because they think you're going to get something out of it. But it's not just that they, you don't just get energy from the blood. And they say, you know, a lot of the vampires just evolved into being able to just suck your energy without having to bite you. And so that to a very high degree, that's true. Okay. And, but anyone can do it. Anyone and everyone have the ability to do that and suck other person's energies. But you, but to do it is nefarious. Okay. So, in, yeah, and see, here's Peter jumped right on that, right? Why we feel out of sorts within the full moon uh, up to four cycles for the past 20 years, especially, right? Because that's uh, the cycles that, We'll get into that in a minute, Peter, right? The cycles of awakening, the ones that don't get any sleep because you are awakened to the universe within the full moon cycle. So that's part of it. Peter's absolutely right, right there. Love you, Peter. He's absolutely in a nutshell right, okay? And But, but beyond that, just the full moon cycle, beyond that, being under attack by nefariousness because you have to remember that the, the full moon is equal opportunity. They give energy. Everything gives feeds energy to both sides always. That's because the universe doesn't pick a side of, of good and evil. So the new moon and the full moon are the yin and the yang. But evil doesn't get more energy from the new moon than the full moon. But they can expend different amount of energy just like that's why the, the druids and the wiccans will cast spells during the full moon and the new moon. New moon meaning beginning, full moon uh, meaning uh, full circle, right? And then there's the waning. So you have the waxing and the waning. Both use that same vernacular when it comes to the moon cycles, right? But in the darkness, at the darkest time when there's not as much energy for the light, 
that is when the darkness rules and reigns and has more energy. So they are the darkness, and they, and then the, the light is the light. So that fits to the yin and the yang. But there's still a little bit in both. In both, one is the beginning of the cycle, one is the ending of the cycle. Through death is rebirth. Through birth is death. So both have to both equally get the energy from the full moon and the new moon. Okay, and it's just a matter of how they choose to use it. Most people choose to use the full moon energy as a positive thing because there's more of it for if you're in service to others. Whereas if you're in service to self, the new moon, the lack of the moon. Uh, that's away from the light is more energy for your darkness and the dark things that you do. That's why it's darkest just before the dawn. So when you uh, are spiritually above the lizard brain and the higher you go above that as your wisdom and spirituality uh, moves you and you start to ascend, which is what all of this is about that, that the law of one talks about, the raw material talks about, is you become uh, your light in the lightness becomes brighter and darkness sees your light over other lights and that's who they target. Okay. So not just during the full moon, you're tired because the more energy is working through you. And, and if you're not aware of it, you're not cleansing yourself and replenishing your personal inner energy itself and aura. But you're also becoming more under attack at that time because your light is brighter than the most people around you all the time. And then during the times of the cycle where there's a lot of light and when there's darkness, your light is still brighter than everyone else's. So you become a target and then they attack your energy and you don't know it, but your higher, higher self does. Your higher self knows and you're definitely your higher, higher self, the one that's anchored in the sixth and the eighth. They know more and your energy gets expended because they're defending you. And this is the time when the veil is thinner, just like this time that just happened because of the, uh, the All Hallows Eve, right? And, and the, the Day of the Dead, the 31st of October, Samhain, uh, Halloween, and then the Day of the Dead or All Saints Day, which is uh, November 1st in two different religions, right? Those days that the veil is thinner, so the last month, especially the last couple of weeks, especially this last week, this one, the veil was the thinnest all the way up to that time. Okay? And because of that, of those of you who are more uh, brighter in energy, you're going to be more expending more energy. And if you're waning into a full moon, waxing, I'm sorry, into a full moon, you're going to then have more energy and more light, which means you're going to be under more attack from darkness. And as the veil is thinner and thinner and thinner, and this time of the year is when the veil is the thinnest of all, even if it's a full moon or a new moon. It doesn't matter what moon cycle, what lunar cycle comes to October 31st. However, there is more energy in the darkness for dark and more energy in the light for light. So if it's a full moon on, on Halloween, on Samhain, there's going to be more light energy than there is darkness, obviously, because there's more light reflecting off of the sun. Okay? And so this time, uh, this month, like many of you are talking about in the crowd, is going to be far more tiring. I've been worn out, still am. And then the full moon's coming. <laughs> right? So we were, we were waxing from the new moon right as the thinnest point of the year for the veil between life and death occurred.
So has this last 30 days been crazy for you? I hope it has. Because if it hasn't, then you don't know what's going on. So if it's been affecting you in any way and you're tired and worn out right now and not getting enough sleep, it's going to get worse if you're run by the moon and that energy. Because we're going into a full moon in less than a week. So for me, it, it went straight from Halloween straight into <laughs> going into the full moon. So, so that's why, and then that happens in cycles. And then you personally have your own algorithm that comes into play, okay? Have you noticed that there's times in your life when everything seems to be going perfectly well, and there's other times when not a goddamn thing goes right, and you think you're Murphy, your last name's Murphy? Those of you who are of European or American, you know what Murphy's Law is, right? Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. I used to laugh and joke and say, fuck Murphy, I did. Murphy's Law, he's got nothing on me. Murphy says, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. And the O'Neill's Law is everything fucking goes wrong, right? And so if you just assume that's, you know, that's the, the vernacular that my father taught me, one of those sayings that my father taught me, which is a U.S. military saying, Army, as a matter of fact, uh, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. If you're prepared for the worst and that doesn't happen, everything is a bonus and it's all a plus. So if you hope for the best and you want the best outcome, but you're prepared for the absolute worst case scenario, and then when the worst case scenario comes, it's not going to be that bad because you're ready for it. That's the whole purpose of that thought process. Okay, But it's right. It's a good thought process to have if you always think to yourself, but not be paranoid to believe it's going to happen, right? Because then you can, by proxy, make it happen. Right. That's why mindset in, and is so important. And that's why doing the shadow work is so important, because if you don't and you don't gain control over your uh, your ego, then your your entire process is askew and you don't know it. Therefore, you can be in your own head too much and make things happen when you don't intend them to happen, because your intention is actuated by your ego, not by your uh, conscience. Right, so it's the other angel on the shoulder. It's the devil on your left one and not the angel on your right one. What wolf do you feed? The Native Americans use that vernacular for the same exact discussion. Right, which wolf do you feed? The wolf that is the evil, uh, hungry wolf or the wolf that's the caring, loving, which is war and peace, which is masculine and feminine, respectively. That's the Kundalini energy. They call it the Kundalini energy in the Far East. Okay, but it's the same thing. It's what rules our major arcana. And the major arcana are the major chakras in the East. It's the same thing in the West. They would say the, the archetypes. Your seven archetypes or nine archetypes, archetypes, archetypes that the Romans came up with of your personality that were translated into the Latin, which was translated into all of science, right? That Freud talked about and Jung talked about archetypes are those chakra center energies and personalities that are all the chakra points. You can look those up and look up the different colors and what those represent on a, on a personal level. And then when you take the energies, the kundalini energy, the, the wolf energy, the, the egoic and, you know, devil on one shoulder and angel on the other, egoic energy and the conscience, not consciousness, conscience, which is the id energy, Right, your conscience is the id, according to Freud. Right, that's what he called the id, and the shadow work is you becoming aware. This is Carl Jung's teachings of the shadow work. You becoming aware. This is my 
my vernacular is the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing if it's existence. You becoming aware that the ego is a trap. You becoming aware that the ego in you is the devil. It's in you. It's you. And you're the devil. You're a reflection of that. And so the devil physically in our outer world was taught and is taught to be a physical manifestation in your ideology to teach you subconsciously, or like I say, through osmosis, it's a scientific term, to get into your psyche, to get into your id, right? We use the word psyche, that's id, which is your conscience, to get into your subconscience or super conscience, which is, the, which is your higher self. And, to, and it doesn't matter whether you know it or not, it happens through the stories. And this is what I was talking about in the parable of uh, showing you that everything is there to teach you, but it's also there teaching you bad as well. So the realization that that's happening and then not feeding the ego anymore and feeding the conscience is feeding that angel on the right shoulder or feeding that kundalini energy, which is the feminine instead of the warlike, aggressive energy, which is the masculine. But we have to have the two. We have to have the two to balance the two. And this is what the knot work around the world in the spiral that people, some people associate with only the goddess, but it is the goddess energy. So they're not doing it wrong. The goddess energy is the feminine energy, which is that half of the kundalini, which is that half of your psyche. So that's when you do the shadow work, you look at that which is in you, which is masculine or warlike, the hate, anger, aggression, fear that leads to the dark side, according to the Jedi way. And you listen to the loving, caring, nurturing energy, which is feminine, which is the goddess energy, which is that spiral, which is the other part of the double helix, which makes up the human DNA, the blending of the two. And that's the knot work that is in all the Viking, Celtic, religions all of the viking religions from the south all the way to the north that are vikings all the way up to norway finland sweden all the way down to to uh to ireland wales scotland ireland england ireland wales that far south just above rome just east of 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 rome and and turkey and all of that going into the greek lands which used to be owned and occupied by the vikings by the way the norwegians when they were called scandinavians Okay, so all of that still plays into the ancient knowledges of the blending of the masculine feminine. This is another purpose of the law of one. This is what, not just the warning from raw, but Casey said it right there. Casey said, we have, we have to have the balance of both. Correct. 100%. And that's what these, all of these uh, things, there have been cave drawings and carved in rocks and painted throughout all of time on this planet by all of the religions. They're all the same. And they're all giving us that their version of that energy that those people were being taught. And if you learned that, this is the theologian in me coming out now. If you learn the religion of the Southern Vikings, which is uh, Peter's forte, he knows all others too, but he knows more about the Southern Vikings than I do, right? And and I know like fucking everything. <laughs> right? But Peter knows more than I do. So so the religion that is the English or especially the Irish, Scottish, Welsh, the Southern Vikings, 
that whole the spirals were there the stick writing right the the ogum stick writing and then the, the the their religion taught the same thing about good and evil then when you get into the bohemian ideology you have all this not work which the irish do have and that right there in and of itself was the blending of light and darkness the blending of good and evil the yin and the yang which is what the over in the east how they depict that energy and the balancing and blending of those two energies Right. So and if you look at the Indians, they had the wheel of life and they had the, the different vernaculars in there that do the same thing. And they're showing you the different spokes and the blending of all of these. Each religion. And then the, when you get to the Orientals and the, in fact, the Indians and the Asians had the same with the I, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, but the but the, you know the the Japanese and the Chinese have it where they have like all of the stick figures that are you know in in rows of eight and there's a whole bunch of those going all around in a circle and that depicts the sun and it depicts the moon and it depicts the energies the same and then when you look at the the, the uh, Australians and the you know the Aborigines and you look at the the um, uh, over in Africa and in uh, the the Egyptians and they have their own version of the same energies that they teach you in their religion and it's light and darkness and it's the blending and the balancing of those energies and so the chakras are that it's just a, a, the difference is the language that they used to describe to you that knowledge and it's throughout all of history everywhere and it's all the same it most people don't realize that until they start if you're a theologian you start doing comparative really that's what theology is Right, is learning uh, not just one religion or not just reading about all these different religions, but then the realization again, right? The realization that they're all the same. The realization, the first step in avoiding the trap is knowing of its existence. That the ego is a reference, uh, a manifestation, and a representation of, in another way, of uh, personalizing, internalizing that energy and all these other religions are telling you the same thing all these other spiritual ways and practices are telling you the same thing and it's not until the modern day where we understand that and there's the rub as some people would say that's the understanding as the human race of all of this these scrolls when they said write this down when the god said write this down now eat that no and it will taste like wormwood to you, but it won't. It'll taste like poison, but it will not kill you. But it will sour your palate and your stomach. And this is knowledge that you cannot know, and you will unknow it. And it's only there to be unlocked way in the future for a people that live in a different time. And that was when the world becomes small enough for us to be theologians and to do comparative religious and spiritual uh, work. And then correlate that and all of a sudden realize that it's all been the same thing. And that's uh, that's the first step of avoiding the trap, is knowing of its existence. And the, and the key, which when Jesus said, the way to heaven is through me, he was the key, not himself, but his knowledge and his way of life and what he was teaching, was the key to the door to unlock the doors in your mind. That's why the crazy 60s rock group called themselves the doors. But they used psychedelics to unlock those doors, and people are doing it now without drugs. Okay, Because we are in the time of understanding or inner standing. We should change that word and work really hard to change that word. We are of the time of inner standing, not understanding. Understanding is a 
warlike word that says you're a subservient to, that you are a servant of a master. And that has been, that was the, the energy prior to, that was Bakhtun 12 energy. And Bakhtun 13 energy is the age of Aquarius energy in another religious ideology, but it's still the same energy. And that's the energy that is, that is the, the masculine energy is waning and the feminine energy is becoming prominent. And that's when the balance happens of the two. When everyone does the shadow work, gains control of that which is keeping them in the masculine warlike lizard brain, becomes educated and learns knowledge and opens up and unlocks the knowledge by eating the fruit in the garden, out of the tree, understand, I love that she's putting it on there, right? Casey's putting it on there because you get it. Right, and you're getting my my parables, right? Casey's like, oh my God, you're repeating yourself now in many different ways. I'm doing that on purpose, Casey. So please bear with me. Don't be angry. She's like, oh my God, I understand. I get it. She said that three or four different times in different ways too, which is hilarious that you did that because she's trying to say, I'm I actually Leo. I get what you're saying. The reason I'm doing that is there's seven different ways that people learn. So I'm literally have given you seven different ways of learning that which Casey you got after I said the first one, <laughs> the first way. However, but I have to do that, right? Oh, I was talking to Penny. Well, it was perfect timing that you said it the way you did because it was after I had repeated myself seven times, <laughs> which is if you listen to the Sermon on the Mount from Jesus and everybody thinks he's telling all these different stories, he's telling seven different stories. He's not, he's telling one, he's telling one. You just told it seven different ways. <laughs> I just did the same thing to all of you. So I apologize if some of you got it the first time and then went, oh, my God, he's repeating himself over and over and over. You're okay. You're doing really well. If you understood, understood, there we go again. If you understood what I said more than one way of saying it, I love you to death, but please don't be angry with me. Realize that I'm doing that because there's different people from different vibrations that listen and watch this show. And some of them, uh, learn. Everyone learns. I took management classes, went to a management college, a school to become a manager in retail. And they teach you that there are seven different ways that human beings learn. And if you can't be there to physically help those who have a physical manifestation for learning, and you can't be there for people who want to read, that's why I show this to you and I play it to where you can hear it and you can also read along with it. Because some people learn by reading, some people learn by hearing, and some people learn by hearing and reading. That's why I do it that way, and I don't just read it to you. There's a purpose for me doing that. Not well, not only I already talk enough as it is, and I don't need to be talking through the damn reading it to you as well, right? I mean, that would be annoying to hear me constantly. I'm already talking too much as it is. But, the, but I'm trying to translate this. That's why I'm doing it. If this were just me trying to do the law of one and literally you could just read the book and get the same thing and then me reading it to you, that would kind of be pointless. I mean, it would get like some people would get it, right? But most people wouldn't get the, the, the whole purpose of, of what's actually being said behind, you know, in and of behind the scenes or in between the lines here, right? Penny learns by hearing, right? And she, and she knows that. That's a good thing that you know that. If you to know, that's just like the love language, right? There's a whole book on that that I've read and passed it on. Uh, I got it from from my ex-wife, and I gave it to my other ex-wife, right? I got it from the wife that I was divorcing, 
Um, and that wasn't our problem, right? That wasn't our problem. Our problem that was that we were both stagnant spiritually and not um, not moving forward together. We were toxic that way. But we also didn't know that, right? So so we did learn from that, but we didn't learn from that because we were trying to get back together, right? But it's just like a love language. All of us have a certain type of way that we think other people should show us love and that we should show people love. And it had a lot of it has to do with environmental things, what you what you're taught as a child, what you see in your household, your grandparents, your cousins. If if there's a a, a way that all of them, that's like you know old school way in the in the 40s it was that the woman stayed at home and did all the cooking, and the man went and did all the working, and he would come home and she would basically be a servant. Uh, and that was the that was the dynamic that worked back then. But women were not happy with that, but they were, unfortunately were stuck. Right. And then now that just doesn't work out. But some people come from that from that ideology because that's what they saw with their parents and their grandparents. And they think that that's the way it still should be. And it takes them a while to change their ways to learn that that was wrong. But first, they have to wake up enough to learn that. That's my point. So it's the same thing with learning, learning. If you don't understand how you learn. Right. I learn from either I can either read or I can hear or I can read and hear. That's the truth. I'm one of the lucky people, right? But I was born under that on purpose. That's why my my you know my uh, life number is is what is it? It's thirty three. It's descended. It's either twenty two or thirty three. It's one of the two. Uh, it's the rarest of all the ascended numbers, right? You could do the math, right? My birthday is is uh, September tenth, nine ten sixty seven. Um, and if you if you add all that up and figure that all up, break it all down, I think it's thirty three. Whatever, whichever one is the is the most rare ascended master number is the one that I am. So my learning uh, is anyway. You learn by hearing and doing, see? Uh, so if we were physically in the same building together and I was the manager or the district manager and I, and I would learn that really quickly about you because I would watch you and I would see that that's what you do, then what I would do is I would hand you a schematic. If we were going to be doing a schematic, I would hand you a copy of the schematic and I would have a copy of the schematic and then I would take you physically over and then I would have you read the schematic. I would read it to you. And then I would have you physically pick up stuff and, and do it because you were here and do. So I would read it to you, but I would give it to you to, to have the visual as well. And then I would have, because you are a doer, so you need the visual as well. And But then I would read it to you knowing that you do by hearing and doing. And I would tell you what to do. And you could see that what I was telling you, what was on the paper, and then you would do it. And you would learn it faster. And then I would pair you up with somebody who uh, who needs to be shown because you uh, learn by doing and they would be learned by you by someone showing and I would find that person and pair that person with you and have you teach that person and that's what we do those of us who have that knowledge our job is to find out how you learn and then pair you up with other people but when I'm on a show like this I can't do that so I have to do everything that's in my power and I'm aware of this and people are like oh my god he so rambles I never ramble ever. If you think I'm rambling, it's because you're not actually understanding that what I'm talking about pertains to something that I've just talked about, or it's pertaining to something that I'm about to talk about. Thank you, Peter. He did the math really quickly. 33 is the ascended master one. Uh, he says, you awaken ones are, are wanderers. Yes. So, so if, you do, if you do the math, if you learn what a life number is and you insert 9, 10, 19, 67, and then further go from there, at what time was I born? I was born on a Tuesday, and it was at um, 9.33 at night. There's that 3, 3, 3, 3, and 3 thing, right? Again, all the threes are, are coming out. 
and three plus three plus three is is nine, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, I was born at nine thirty three p.m. on a Tuesday, which is the third day of the week, by the way. If you if you have uh, um, you know Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, if you have the the real uh, Sabbath being Saturday, uh, not Sunday, but Saturday, and then the first day of Sunday of the week, and the second and third day. So third day of the week, the ninth month, which is the three three plus three again, right? So the third day of the week on the tenth day, which is which is one and zero, and it has to be that way so that everything ends up at thirty-three. Everything about my whole entire uh, birth time, down to the millisecond, is is ascended master number thirty-three. Crazy! I did not know any of that. I didn't make it up. Someone asked me. The oracle said, "What's your life number?" I said, "I don't even know what that is." <laughs> she says, "You know what? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Never heard of it before. This is about six years ago." We first met, and she said, well, what's your date of birth? And I told her, and she said, what's your sun sign? And I thought, well, September, so September 10th. And then what's the time that you were born in the day? And I told her all that. She's like, oh, my God, you're the rarest ascended master. And I'm like, well, I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> because there's a lot of people that were born the exact same time I was all around the world. And every year, right, uh, and all the, the years that add up to a 33 uh, throughout time. However... Right. So Casey says, yeah, I also learn by teaching. Yeah. See, that's because, well, that's because you're a wanderer. You learn, teach, teach, learn. We all learn by teaching unless you're not a good teacher. If you're a good teacher, you teach and learn. Right. You learn, teach, teach, learn. So you learn by teaching because that's what I do. I do the same thing. That's what we all do. If you're a true teacher, you learn by teaching. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Right. Unless you're just doing it for monetary purposes and then you're not really a teacher. You're a charlatan. You're just there trying to get rich. Right. So that's the truth of that, Casey. Right. And because I agree with what Peter said. Right. The, the, the awake, your awakened ones and the awakened ones are wanderers. Um, again, that's why you learn by teaching, because you are, in fact, a wanderer. And that's why that you have gravitated towards me. And that's why you and I, we are not done working together yet. We just, right now, we just talk, right? But we're not done working together yet. You know that as well as I do. We just haven't had the opportunity to do it yet. Peter's pushing us, right? And we're going to do his birthday. Are you going to be there? That's going to be fun, I think. Uh, Peter wants to do that and have some of his friends. I don't know what kind of birthday he's planning, but I'll, I'll produce it. We'll put it on the air. <laughs> It'll be fun. And he's got other ideas that we just, I just haven't hammered out with him yet. Uh, because of everything that's going on with, you know, with my mom and what's going on. And, and that's one of the reasons why I only do one show now, right? When they, when everybody just kind of fittered away from Skull Island, um, you know, and just stopped doing it and went about their lives, which I get, I, I understand where they're at and what's going on. That's why I didn't, didn't get angry. I don't hold anything against them. I quit drinking and that changed the dynamic of the, of my uh, relationship with those people anyway. Um, not in a bad way. It just changed the dynamic. And then they w became, you know, uh, unhoused, uh, decided to travel and live in their in their uh, SUV, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, that's been my, in my works and my plans for most of my life. If I win the lottery, I will do that. Once once my mother ends up in a home or passes, um, I I'm I may not have a, a permanent. I'm, well, I'll probably have a permanent address, but I probably won't be there very much because I'll probably be traveling too. So there's nothing wrong with that. That that way of life has been going on since the dawn of time. It's just you know if you're like camping out in somewhere and under a bridge and and you're not doing anything with your life, then you're just unhoused. Or they say that now because homeless is different than unhoused, right? Those words don't mean the same thing. Unhoused means you have your home less. <laughs> you don't have a home. 
unhoused. I don't have a home, right? So it, it makes it sound like you chose to not have a house, right? Most of those people that are out there unhoused didn't choose it. A lot of them have, and, they, and these are the people that are very spiritual, and they're out there, and they're okay with being out there with very little. I live my life that way anyway. It wouldn't take much for me to, to move into a, a, an RV, right, and drive around, honestly. I already live that way now. I don't need much. I never have. That's why the lockdowns didn't bother me because when I was working for the IRA, I was locked down anyways. I've been locked down since I was uh, freaking uh, 19 years old. So for me, this way of life that was the lockdowns was normal. My life didn't change at all. The only thing in my life that changed was when I went into places, people would say, you need to put on a mask. <laughs> There's a mandate. I'm like, a mandate? Do you mean the king nailed a piece of uh, paper, parchment, with some shit written on it to a tree outside? Is that what you're telling me? It's a proclamation? Is that what you, I pronounce to you that you have to wear this diaper on your face? It's not a law, bro. No one passed it. Laws have to be passed by the people. And I didn't see a vote come up anywhere that said, we're all going to decide that it's, we're going to get in trouble if we don't put a mask on our faces. That didn't happen. It was just one guy who was trying to aid the, the people to take over the world, who were trying to, uh, to put control and show that they are exercising the control on the king's land of all the people who lived on it. What was the whole purpose of that was? It had nothing to do with, in fact, it made it possible, and this is proven now, so I can say this without the algorithm getting me, it's proven that the mask aided and abetted making people sicker. Not a joke, okay? Sorry, I'm reading what, what Peter's, I'm reading what all you guys are, are, are putting down here, right? EastEnders wonder, we seek knowledge within the 4th. On the 11th, the Ascended Masters were born the, the second, wave, second wave from 1971. Uh, and then it says the, the chosen one. Right, say I, I was born in 1967. I was one of the people that they, before they even had the star children. Right, I was one of the originals uh, that were that were really awake in this generation, um, and so much so that I, until I met my um, best friend, who I'm eventually going to move into his house, we're already talking about. It, I haven't talked to him. So, Paul, if you're out there and you hear me talking today, don't get angry that I haven't listened to your voicemail and called you back yet. Uh, please, it's been it's been a little crazy. So, Penny was born in 1973. Right. So, so you would be the the. Uh, the, you know, the, the, after the Indigo kids, right? Or you might've been in the beginning of the Indigo, right? So, so even the star seed, you're above the star seed, right? So in the Indigo, you're above that. They don't even have, do they have a new name for, for that? I mean, we, we call you wanderers because you are, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe that's what they're using the Ascended Masters now because that's what they are and that's what they always have been. It's just that, that people wouldn't take that vernacular, uh, you know, they wouldn't use that uh, and, and accept it when you would say that. So they would say, you know, you were, oh, you're gifted. Uh, and then uh, above that, it was, oh, you know, oh, they were, you had ESP. And then above that, very spiritual. And then above that became, oh, they're, they're uh, the star children. And then above that was, oh, they're indigo uh, children, indigo blue light children. And then, and so now it's as evolved as we've evolved into accepting the truth of what, what that title is the title is now fit in the vernacular what what a person is ascended master and that came into play when they started doing your number your life number 
and and where and how that would show whether or not you're an ascended master right and even though you may not have a life number that says you're an ascended master doesn't mean that you're not an ascended master it just means that you're that chances are you're not going to be a teacher or uh chances are you're not going to be the healer or or chances are you're not going to be all of that whatever you choose is what you already choose chose before you got here anyways right but if you're a, 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 a wanderer then you've chosen exactly what i've chosen in some form right you may not be i'm going to have a podcast and try to to help people or have different groups on on facebook and other uh, platforms to where you're going to try and uh work within like i've been working with the world coalitions for god my entire life uh and propping them up myself and many others and myself and few others did a lot of work that we'll never get credit for ever Right. And most of and most of us who were in the know, you know, I was doing this for the Irish government uh, as well as the world governments. And then that just translated into me just leaving once Ireland became free. I no longer was needed to work there, but I do the same thing. There goes the, the app. <laughs> I left it paused too long and it, and it died on us. Right. So that's the that's the alarm system that says start wrapping up, Leo. You already killed the the at the uh, program by leaving it sit paused for too long and it shuts down i bet it has a timer and i just never read that that it has a timer if you leave it paused for you know it's been to a half an hour 45 minutes leave it paused for a half an hour and it shuts off i'll bet that happens okay so so those of us who uh who have been doing this i'll never get credit for it, but i'm not like i said earlier i'm not doing this because i want fame and fortune for doing it hell i would have i would have had that many lifetimes ago if that was what I was looking for, I don't need these anymore. I'm not reading off the screen except for your guys. Well, maybe I should leave them on and look over them just in case you guys say something in the chat, right? Those of you listening on the MP3 broadcast, the the application or the the the, um, the uh, program that I was using uh, broke down again or it turned off. I believe it has a timer and it timed out and it shut off. So now you can't see me anyways because you're on the MP3 file, but now I'm staring at you on the screen. So instead of now looking just at the chat while I'm talking, I'll have to look back at the camera or I'm going to look stupid looking not at you guys. <laughs> so, right, Denise says, I feel so old compared to you guys, right? Well, you're not that old. You're, no, you're only like, what, 10 years older than me, if that? You're not that old, right? But being old is, is a state of mind. You have to realize that, too. There are people that are in their 20s who are just really old, right? Just a matter of, of, of your soul and how you see yourself there, right? I mean, I've been on this planet for 150,000 years, close to it, okay? So some of you have been here that long and longer. I know that. I don't think I'm one of the oldest or I am the oldest at all, but I'm by far not the youngest either, right? So, so that's a state of mind, right? Your body ages because it's this job. The pain body is, is designed to go through changes. Those changes are, are to physically manifest the changes that you make in yourself, right? Yeah, Casey said exactly. Denny said exactly too. Uh, age is a state of mind. Yeah, exactly. It is, right? So, like my one of my sisters, the youngest one, my sisters, she's older than I am. I'm 55. She's 57. Going to be 58 in January. She some days goes, "Oh my God, we're getting old," right? And I'm like, "Well, no, no my body." is aging because I, I believe that's what it's supposed to do, but I've also bought into that reality, right? People used to not worry about that and their bodies live for a thousand years, 
so they didn't die as often and have to change bodies. But we've bought into the concept, in the conceptual reality, that your body is only supposed to live what your life expectancy is. So you know, if you have a life expectancy of 95 years, if you make it to 95, you are already going, oh, my God, I'm, I'm supposed to die now. If you believe that enough, you're going to die. If you go, I'm not dying at 95, and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to be around well into my hundreds. Those are the people that live into their hundreds. People who don't even question that or think about it or set a date for themselves are the ones that live to be very old. Unless their life, something happens to them in their life. Right? So and that, that goes back to the ego and, and all the crazy stuff that you do. The crazier things you do to yourself, the more harm you do to yourself when you're younger, the harder the toll is when you're older. So you have to live with those consequences of the physical body. That's the pain body's job. Okay? That's what the pain body is there to do, is to remind you that you're uh, in a 3D reality. It's, it's actually part of the trap. It's part of the egoic trap. The pain body is a, is a reconstitution of the ego's uh, trap to, to manifest you in this 3D reality, right? And, and so all the physical changes that you go through in your life are supposed to also mirror what you go through spiritually. So if you don't become wiser and spiritually wiser, you stay a child in your brain, even though your body gets older and older. And that's what the people have tried to do and have succeeded to do that caught and made this planet stuck. It's the whole purpose of raw coming here to try and help us get undone from that. Well, they got us even more stuck than we were and then realized that they screwed up and got us more stuck than, than we were. And then they've, they're staying. They tell you that at the very beginning. And they're staying and not ascending themselves until we ascend. And wanderers heard the call and returned back here to do the same. And that means that we're not going anywhere either. We're not ascending anywhere. That's why That's why when we tell people that we're genetic royalty, not only are genetic royalty, because we are, but we're also spiritual royalty. Most of the people on this planet are, in fact, wanderers at this point. At this point, there's more people on this planet that are not from here indigenously than there are that are from here indigenously. Truth. Truth, whether you want to believe it or not. right? And it's your choice. You don't have to. That doesn't matter. There is no right and wrong, right? There only is. So none of that matters. Penny said, I used to think that I would die young, but I passed that age. Now I feel differently. Well, if you were brought up, especially in America, if you were brought up in America as a Generation X, like I was, um, you didn't think you were going to live past 1999. You thought the world was going to come to an end by, by the year 2000. And then you didn't think you were going to make it out of your 20s. Right. And then the rest of the world kind of had you programmed that, too. So most of the places that you lived in, because of the of the, them keeping you stuck, you're being trained to live crazy because they don't want you living long. Because the longer that you live, the less control they have over you because the wiser that you are. That's what the whole story of the Adam and Eve was supposed to be about, by the way, was eating the fruit and gaining the knowledge. Not that it was bad. Knowledge equates to bad in the Christian pantheon, the way they screwed that whole lesson up, and they try to tell you that learning knowledge is evil, that it needs to be out of your mind, and you should only learn what the church teaches you. That's what that is about. That's about keeping you trapped. That was the corruption of that story, to corrupt the churches, to corrupt your mind, to keep you in a lizard brain. So 
all of everything in society is designed for you not to really live into your 30s or 40s, especially not in your 50s and 60s and 70s. That's why uh, the life was so shitty in America that originally that was 58 or 55 for Social Security. Then they had to raise it to 58. Then they raised it to 60. Then they raised it to 63. And I don't know what it is now, but they keep raising it because you're not expected to live that long. They don't want you collecting it. It was a money-making scheme from the beginning. It was never intended for the society to survive and, and keep the money. It was intended for them to steal. And the more people that lived longer, the less money they had. And now they're scandalously running around trying to figure out how to come keep the money in there for people because there's too many people on it. They're trying to get you to die. That's another reason for COVID. They wanted to get you to die so that they, they, could they would that stuff happen to pay you. It's the truth. Look that up. Figure it out. <laughs> right. And then so what are we saying here? So now I gotta read what you're saying. You guys are talking again. And I was again, I'm not looking at the thing because I'm looking at the camera. Right. So let's see. Uh me too, Penny. And then Penny said, and that's only because I died so many times, right, at a young age in a past life. Well, that's the truth of it. In, in, in your past lives, you die so many times young that eventually you get tired of doing that. And you go, okay, I've learned everything I can learn doing that. I need to learn in this new life to live a little bit longer. That's no joke. That happens. Because you get tired of it over and over and over. This is the same thing happening over and over. I'm not learning anything. And your subconscious or super, super conscious or your higher, higher self knows that and will make changes. And then when you go to the place of reflecting, after you do die, you're going to go, okay, I, I have to change something about myself. I'm not learning what I need to learn. Well, that somebody will tell you or you'll come to the realization or it'll become apparent to you that it's because you're not living long enough to learn the things that you need to learn. So you start living longer in each life. And that becomes knowledge. And then you you wake up further and further and further. That's why they can't have you doing that. They want to try and kill you off. They want to try and keep you from doing that in in real time, right? Okay, so then Denise said, uh, the things I did when I was younger, I'm happy and, and I'm still here. Me too. I shouldn't be here. I should have died hundreds. Not a joke. Not an exaggeration. There are, I could tell you stories that you would fall asleep. I would tell you so many that you would be like, oh my God, he's not even done. And every time he's telling me about another scenario where he should be dead, not a joke. People tell me I should write a, a book about my life because of all the times that I have, I, you know, nine lives, fuck the cat. I have far more than nine lives. I wasn't supposed to die, right? I mean, just in, just in the last five years, I should be dead more than eight times, four of which I've been, uh, uh, there was an attempted murder on my life by a fucking an assassin. And I don't mean a physical one in the third dimension. I'm talking about a physical one in the fourth dimension or in the fifth dimension trying to kill me cross-dimensional. Not a joke. I didn't believe it at first when people were telling me that. Oh, okay, it's just coincidence, right? It's just, come on, it was just something that happened. Then I started realizing and looking into it. And then I started asking questions. And then I realized that a lot of the times in my life, there were things where I should have been killed and it wasn't because it was happenstance. Although a lot of shit just does happen, right? So yeah, I shouldn't be alive at all. I should have been dead by the time I was 25. Not kidding. I should have died before that. <laughs> Your life insurance in Ireland, 75. If you live after that age to pay out, right? Yeah, so you, they have term life insurance. Right, you have to you have, you have to live either you have to you can't collect it before 75 or you have to die before you're 75. We have term life insurance here too, and then so that it that it actually ends if you live to be like 77 or whatever, they cut you off. They won't pay it out anymore, and they just pay you off because they don't want to they don't want to have you insure you anymore. 
then you have to change your life insurance to a policy that is non-term. Yeah, they do the same shit here, bro. They just call it something different. Right. Well, and that's what they do. Casey said, uh, blessed, I should say, because she was talking about her. She said, my angels and my guides were there to keep me safe. That's their job. That is, that's their job is to, is to go, look, you didn't, you didn't sign on to die specifically at a certain time. In fact, you signed on to be here for a certain amount of time. So stop fucking off. <laughs> you have to keep your contract going because you didn't design, you didn't sign on saying, I'm going to die in my 30s. You actually signed on to be somebody's grandparent or great grandparent. You're supposed to be around to influence people for a longer period of time. You can't die now. Right. And then they, so they slap you in the head and wake you up. Wake up, stupid. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's bad. So they keep you in line. They, they, they keep you on track the way you contracted yourself too. That's why, but that's why people believe uh, wrongly so that everybody contracts their own death. Some people do not a hundred percent. This whole experience being an organic experience would break down if where you were born, how you were born, and how you died was under your contract the entire time. You would never learn to live organically because subconsciously or superconsciously, you would know that you've signed on to die at a certain point. So what's the point of actually living? Because it doesn't matter what you do. Or the other way around, like the Vikings, what's the point of worrying about it? Just go fucking crazy and live your life the only way that you know how the best that you can, because you're supposed to die when God says that you're supposed to die. In which case, most Vikings never lived into their 40s. That's why dying of old age was an insult. Because you had to die in combat. So if you thought you were getting old, you would go to combat and volunteer to go to combat over and over until some young kid killed you. And that's why they write movies about it. Because you believed in your religious cycle that I'm too old, I'm too good at what I do, I have to die. By going, the Greeks were the same way. Not that they wanted to be die young, but when they, they the whole point of going to combat, they were they were conditioned because they were told they were the greatest fighting force, and they were uh, in the history of the world, and they were at the time, and even to this day. If you were to take Greeks in the same philosophy they had and give them modern weapons, they would decimate the entire planet, okay, because of their ideology and their way of life. So because of that, when they went to their perfect death, was to find somebody over there that could kill them. That they were fighting against. Okay, so that again was was uh, something that was manifested to keep people from getting old. It's the whole purpose, population control. Okay, so that's why they do that, right? Source touched my third eye and said it was not my time, and I fell back into my body uh, when I was twelve. That happens. That happens. They're like, it's not your time yet. Go back. And, and I'm sure that if you remember and you recall that incident, you were like, oh, wow, this feels good. And this is right. I want to stay here. And they're like, no, 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 no. You touch your third eye. And they go, no, it's not your time yet. Go back. Your third eye. Because what happens is they wake up your third eye when they touch it. Right? That's third eye wide. They wake up your third eye and you see. That's the fruit of knowledge. Waking up your third eye and seeing. And when you saw, they woke up who you truly are. And then you went, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to go yet. I have more to do still. And then you go back and you're put back to sleep so you don't remember everything that you remembered when they touched your third eye and told you that it wasn't your time yet. It's beautiful that you remember them actually physically doing that to you or, or spiritually touching your third eye. But I would wager you probably don't remember everything that you woke up to and then the realization that it was time for you to go back. 
right? But you might. Some people bring that back with them. And that's the, the experiences that people have. That people go, okay, they were just crazy, man. They're tripping. <laughs> okay, yeah, that happened. Because no one, you know, people that are not spiritual don't want to believe there is anything. It's scary to them, right? So I think that's beautiful, Penny, that you actually have that memory uh, that you still, that they allowed you and that you allowed yourself to have that memory. Uh, the experience in and of itself was to broaden your horizons to the possibility that there was something more than this life, right? There's the lesson. That lesson was in that happening to you. Uh, and, and so even if you already knew it and thought it, that was to solidify in you that you were right and you think it. I bet it's changed your life and you've never been the same since because you then from that point on, you knew that there was more to this universe than this, this is physical being. And you may have already known that before, but didn't have that anything to tell you, you know, that, yeah, 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 no, you're right until that happened. And then you knew for a hundred percent fact. So, yeah, I agree. Casey said, wow, that's amazing. Benny, that's amazing. Agreed. You begged to stay. Okay, so you remember that. You didn't want to come back, right? Because it's beautiful there. It's just, it's, it is heaven. That's why it's called that. It's perfect. And you feel that infinite energy, infinite love. That, that, that's exactly what Ra was just talking about when I stopped and before it died. We're going to get into that, right? They were going through the motions of, of, of the physical. And this is what I was getting back, getting to uh, uh earlier on you have to take care of everything mind body everything you have to take care of your physical body by eating right and, and exercising and all of that gets that portion of your archetype tuned up that portion of your spirituality tuned up the pain body is there to remind you that you're physical in the physical 3d reality so you have to uh you have to tune that up as well so that it will accept the spiritual mindset of 40 and 5d reality so you have to give it the possibility as well. And the only way you can do that is to move up its vibration as well. If you're eating shit and howling at the moon, you're going to stay an animal. You're feeding the wrong wolf. Do you see? So that's why it's the spirit, mind, body, complex totality. The totality is the knowledge and, uh, and of or all of that. The, and the, what is that? That's the, the chakras. That's the major arcanas. Of the chakra, the red root base, right? Moving up through the into the doing place, the physical, which is the third dimension, the third, the yellow ray, physical do. That's this place that we live on that is manifested in the star saw being a yellow ray sun, and we being the third planet from that third chakra point sun, yellow ray on this planet, which is the third planet from that, the three, three, threes, all the threes again is the is the three the three is nature one is intention one is nature three plus three right equals six and six is uh, is is nature plus intention and then your intention into the nature plus intention becomes the hex boson the god particle or the god energy three plus three equals six plus three equals nine three 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 right that's going up through the uh, chakra points and then above that and beyond that when you get to what? What are the chakra points? How many of them are there? When you get past that, those are the chakra points that are outside of the body that we haven't depicted on the chakra points. In, in it used to it used to not be the the third eye used to be the major arcana. That was it. There was never the the purple above that. That's outside of the human head. And now we've added that, and then some people are adding a white light above that, right? So we're looking at it, it ascending. And if there's twelve or thirteen. That means there's more above that because those are seven. 
and it was only six, and now it's seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, there's some that we haven't even realized what that color is yet because it's outside of the spectrum of third dimension, right? Because we have the rainbow. And the rainbow, it shows us all the potential in third dimension. And that's when we opened up the 13th, or I'm sorry, not the 13th, but the, the seventh, which is the purple. Am I counting that right? I'd have to look now. I'm confusing myself, right? But the, the major arcana, the major chakra points. But some people are already starting to add that white line above. And that's another point. And then it goes above that. And those are also different colors as well, not just white, golden, white, and above. Okay, so silver, those are going to be colors that are going to be above the physical plane. So we've already opened up and added the purple, which is outside of, that is representing the spirit, right? And that's our higher self, but not our higher, higher self. So there's still a super consciousness, right? Or a sub subconsciousness. It's within and without. So it depends on where you, how you want to look at it, right? So that's the underworld in most religions. When, you do, when they refer to the underworld, that's the inner world. When you refer to that of the heavens, that's the outer world manifesting in a physical plane perspective to show you the, the spiritual plane. And that's also manifesting the zero point of the spiraling inward and the spiraling outward. That's the spirals. And, and one is the war energy and one is the, is the goddess energy. One spiral going one way and one spiral going to the other. And the blending of the two become the one. That's the Kundalini energy or the hex boson or the double helix that is our DNA. Right? That's in everything. It is everything. And both of those are the Fibonacci sequence and the golden mean ratio, the mathematical representation of those spirals. What? So I'm just going across all genres for those of you who are scientific or mathematic or uh, religious or spiritual to show you all of the same different parables again to show you all the same. Jen says, I had an out-of-body experience and was brought up. It was amazing. I remember agreeing to come back. See? And, and but, but see, was there a discussion? I bet there was a discussion. That happens to me, too, where I'll be out of body while I'm sleeping. I'll go to a place and I know I'm having a super intense discussion about the universe and about things that are going on. And I, I'm like, I'm going to remember this. I'm going to remember this. And then I wake up and, bam, back in my body. And I go, crap, crap. I don't get to know that. <laughs> but I knew it was there. And I knew I had it. And that was not a dream, man. Right? So it's the same thing, right? And Jen says, yes, I love, it says, love, love of God is everywhere. It's alive. Yes. And it, and, and that's where some people get annoyed because you use that, again, that, that familiar vernacular of, of the word God. They're like, oh, that one must be Christian or, or, or Hebrew. Oh, Lord. Right. But it doesn't matter what you call it. It's just a different name for a different religion. Come on, let's be serious. And then it's, then you get, people get annoyed because you call the God a different name. Well, that's not the same God. That God's my God's higher than that God, right? They're all the same. That's the whole purpose. That's a theologian will look at that. And Odin is what the Hebrew God is. Same. Okay. It doesn't matter the name of the God. It doesn't matter what you call the, the God. Muhammad. There is only one God, 
right? And so there's only one God, but then what is the name of that God? Well, in your language, it's Muhammad. To the Vikings, it's Odin. To the to the Hebrews, it's he who has a name without a name, right? To Ra, it's Adonai, which is more of a blessing than it is the name of, of a deity, <laughs> right? So even though that people are starting to use that saying that when God, when when Ra says, I leave you in the love and the light of the one true creator, Adonai, they think they're saying that that's his name. It's not. It's a blessing. Right. But then again, right, I told you like the, the whole uh, Anunnaki, originally the translation meant uh, meant the, the god Anu came down from heaven. That was that was the Zechariah Stitchin translation, which was wrong. Um, and then uh, Giorgio Sukalos in 2012 changed that from the god Anu came down from heaven to those from the heavens came. And then it got changed from 2012 until now to where the Anunnaki is a race of people. And then it's gotten warped even from that. I watched a video where the guy is now calling that race the Marduk Anunnaki. Marduk is, in fact, a god figure that was a savior figure that is not the god of all creation. It is the same as the Jesus or the Thor figure who was the hero character. Okay? He had a great-grandmother and great-grandfather who were the sons and daughters of the creator of the universe, and he fought against his great-grandmother, who was, in fact, Tiamat, and killed her after they killed her, his father, which I can't remember his name. I, I can't remember his name right now. In that pantheon, which is the, the Sumerian. So Marduk wasn't a god. He was the son of a god. Okay, so he was the Jesus character, the Savior character in any vernacular and or any religious uh, mythos that you want uh, uh, to uh, talk about in the, if you're a theologian. And then, on top of all of that, there is no such, and they've added that now, that the Anunnaki is a race of people that are now on the God list of the Mesopotamians, the Sumerians. And I'm like, wait a minute. There, the original scroll doesn't have that in there. But when you look up that pantheon, now they've added the Anunnaki. And I'm like, so so now the Anunnaki have become the people that lived in the, the planet X, which were not called the Anunnaki, until that became popular. And then it morphed into them being the Anunnaki. That was an entirely different race that lived on the planet that came here. And they weren't even the god Anu, right? And the god Anu, and that word, I've told you that, guys, this you can look this up. The, the the Anunnaki, which everyone says was was Anunnaki, that's what uh, what Stitchin said, was in fact Anuna, one word, and Ki, second word. You can look that up. Scholars who understand that language will tell you that that's the actual translation. And Anuna means prince. Okay, not those from the heavens, not a god, prince. Royalty came to the city. Totally changes that entire ideology. But that's how it got morphed. It got morphed from a wrong translation because the the Arcadians had a god called Anu. And so Zechariah Stitchin said, well, they must be talking about the god Anu because they're neighbors. And so they just probably borrowed that god. The, the, the Arcadians borrowed the word Anu, which meant royalty, Anuna, which meant royalty, and rose that up to a deity status. That's what actually happened. That's the actual progression of those two religions, those two spiritual uh, religions. I'm a theologian. I looked that shit up. 
people get mad at me in the in the ancient aliens world. The same people who who used to uh, want me to speak on their shows won't have me on their shows anymore because they believe the Anunnaki are a being, a race of people. And and how can that be when the words from their guy who they say translated it means the god Anu came to Earth, not a race of people. The word Anunnaki does not mean a race of people. But you have to realize that that's what happens when you leave people to their own devices and they don't look up things. That's why, another reason why, that they don't want you to learn history. Because if you learn the real history, then you go, well, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Because the real history is different than what I thought it was and what everybody's saying. But if you don't know that and you don't look into it, look at all the, the troubles that are going on with racism in uh, countries where they tell you there's racism when there's no racism, they don't let you learn the history of your own history of your own race and the history of the people that they have you being afraid of. Because if you learned that history, you would see that, that it's the same. I got a woman one time called me a racist. I didn't even realize that she was actually, in fact, African-American. I had no idea. And, I, and she was talking to me, but I didn't even really look at her picture uh, as her icon because it, it was in a tweet or a text. I don't remember what uh, platform I was on. And I was like, wait a minute. You're one of those people who believe in something that's wrong. You're not even looking at history. If you looked at actual history, you would realize that it's an actual society of rich people who look at everyone as if they're their slaves. It doesn't matter the race. It's a class thing. And But what they do is they teach you that it's a race thing and that all these other people that you live with, all the other peasants, they keep you divided by telling you that to be afraid of each other. And that's the truth of what they do. And if you don't learn history and don't care to learn history and you just go by what someone tells you, you're going to believe that the Anunnaki are a race of people now. And that now they're called the Marduk Anunnaki. They're not just called the Anunnaki anymore, which Anunnaki is three words, according to the Zacharias Stitch and the guy who translated it wrong, and it means the god Anu came down from the heavens. Not a race of people came from heaven. So until all of that gets, gets changed, and that's why when the Americans in 1943 flew or island hopping, fighting against the Japanese, landed on an island out in the Pacific. This is not a joke. You can look this up. And built an air base there to land planes so that they could have a base to fight against the Japanese without having to have ships there. They can go out and bomb the ships and not have to have an aircraft carrier out in the water. They were there, and then when the war was over, they left after the war was over, and the people who lived there, indigenous people who had never seen any other human being before, thought that the white Americans were gods that came out of the sky, and they built out of bamboo an, a replica of a prop airplane fighter and had it on the runway that was still left there, hoping that the gods would see that from heaven and come back. That is not undifferent than the Nazca lines and the shit drawn at Nazca and all around the world where people draw what they saw from the skies who landed here, who they thought were in fact gods, who were just people from another planet showing up here. No different than a people from another island showing up, leaving Hawaii and going out further in the Pacific and landing on an island that they had never saw before. The Japanese fighters had never seen African-Americans before in their lives, and they didn't know who these black people were. And the white Americans told them they were our night fighters because they were all black and scared the piss out of the Japanese because they believed that we had bred people to fight at night. 
and that they could somehow see better in the night and they had natural camouflage. Not a joke. Look this up. Okay. So there is no difference between people drawing pictures for the gods to see in the sky who they said are gods that came down to earth who were not in fact fucking gods. They were just other people in 3D reality that didn't live on this planet. Okay? And you have to expand your mind to the possibility that a planet is no different than an island in the ocean. First, you didn't know when you were a kid, you had no idea that there was anything past your neighborhood. And then someone opened up the belief and ideology because your parents took you on a trip. And then you were like, oh my God, this land is endless. And then your parents had to teach you that the land wasn't endless. There was coasts and they took you to the water. And now all of a sudden, there was a coastline and there was an infinite amount of ocean. And what's on the other side of it? And then they taught you what was on the other side of it. And then you learn in school that there, your place you live in is a small place compared to the entire country you live in. And then beyond that are borders of other people who live in other countries. And beyond that are different people who live on different continents. And then you're supposed to learn that people live on other planets. And it is no different than the difference between the people who lived on Hawaii and the people who lived on Fiji. At one time, they didn't know about each other. And then they did. When they first met, they were like, this is strange. I don't speak their language. I don't look like them. But we kind of look like them. And we can breed with them. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. And that's what happened as the world got smaller. But then that next step of evolution to where we were supposed to expand our consciousness to the fact that other people would be taking ships that flew through space, not just in water or air, but it was there was a time on this planet that having an airship was as foreign to people as having uh, as having a water ship was to other people. So all the truths we cling to are directly related to our per certain point of view. If you were born a thousand years ago, you had they were chariots of the gods, because the the only thing that you had that was fast transportation that rich people used was a chariot. That's why, uh, that's why uh, what's his name uh, uh, said called his book the chariots of the gods, because that's what they referred to. Okay, and to the Japanese when aliens first showed up there. They didn't know what to, to, they had no point of reference, so they called it an egg because it was egg-shaped. It looked like an egg to them. And this woman climbed out of this egg carrying a box. And that was the, the creation story of Japan. That's because they had a, a 3D encounter with a being not from this world. Okay? And if you look at it from the perspective of the mindset of people who have traveled here from other planets, and landed here when we were when we were little teeny uh, pups who thought that their spaceships, like our aircraft in out in the Pacific, thought that it was a spaceship from God. When Cortez landed in South America or Mexico, they thought he was a god, and he took advantage of that until they realized he wasn't, and he was just a man. Then they invented Miracocha, right? They invented. They, no, I'm sorry, Miracocha is the god. They invented. El Dorado, the city of gold, and said, yeah, it's out there. Go and look for it. Because they knew they'd get out into the jungle and then die from dysentery or some other shit or get eaten by lions. So they sent them out. Just keep going. No, it's still there. Keep going. 
It's out there somewhere, man. You just got to keep looking out in that jungle. Because they knew they were dying. That's what happened. They ended up leaving. And then they came back and, and uh, turned into, you know, the modern-day Mexicans, <laughs> right? And owned California and Oregon and uh, a little bit of Washington and all of Nevada and Arizona and, and New Mexico, except for when the uh, Native Americans took it back from them, the Indians. Uh, and then Mexico kind of pulled back a bit. And then eventually uh, California was taken from them, right? We know how that worked out. White people showed up again. But my point here is, the natural evolution is supposed to be the opening and expanding the third dimensional exponentiation of your ideology and realization has been dwarfed because you we were supposed to long before this start imagining the stars and other beings being from there and that's been kept from us as well to keep us on this planet in this stuck in this reality Okay, and that's why people have come through to warn us about you know this being a penal colony of some sort, and then that it will forcing people to expand their consciousness. Oh my God, there's these beings, these evil overlords that own this planet, and and this is a penal colony, and we're stuck here because people are no longer being abducted by UFOs because that stopped. You heard Roger say that in this last uh, uh, segment that we were talking about. So there has to be another way to expand the human consciousness into space because a long time ago we were supposed to have have come to the realization that the same realization that we went through going island hopping do you see we were supposed to expand to the island hopping of planets to expand to the island hopping of galaxies to expand to the island hopping of universes and i'm not sure what is beyond that multiverses and above so there's going to be a universes above that there's going to be something that's going to be above that it's going to be a culmination of a bunch of universes because that's the natural progression of things i know that and many other humans do too we've already started to conceptualize in our 3d mindsets uh, in, infinite wisdom infinite reality infinite love infinite power infinite everything infinite universes and that's where we're supposed to be going but they're still trying to keep us here, stuck, by saying there's nothing out there. But now they're admitting that, but they're going, well, it's evil. It's all evil out there. That's the same thing as the story of the Garden of Eden. They don't want you taking the fruit of knowledge because they can't control you once you become knowledgeable. They're, they lose control of you. And that's inevitable, and that's what's happening now. The harder they push back, the quicker it happens. If they and they know if they push hard enough, there'll be a, a revolt. There'll be an uprising of the population of the earth. There'll be a revolt in every country, and they'll dominoes, they'll fall. So they're trying to keep control without that happening. Okay? And they're trying to see how far they can push to push you back. Because people are waking up and they can't stop it by killing us anymore. It's no joke. Okay. And that's what the precursor, what Raw, was here to do was the precursor. And once you got to this point, you were supposed to do what we're doing, unlock more and more of the message. That is exactly all the scrolls that the God of the earth locked up as well. This is not for you to know. It's for people in the future to understand. And now we're those people. That's why we're understanding all of the religions and comparing them and realizing they're all the same and realizing they're all stories for children. And it's supposed to be there for you to teach you to wake up.
And that's what all of that's supposed to be about. And once you become awake, you gain knowledge. That's eating the fruit of knowledge. You didn't just, they didn't just gain the knowledge of good and evil. They gained the knowledge of why and what that means, good and evil. Not just there is good and evil, there is the devil. But before that, no one even knew there was a devil. That's possible, right? No one even knew that there was, there were only, it was only good, but they're trying to tell you it was for your own good. No, it's not. Because when you gain the knowledge of good and evil and why, you also gain the knowledge that all of this was done on purpose and good and evil were supposed to be known to us because the evil within us we're supposed to learn to control and choose either to feed that wolf and become evil or to choose not. We're supposed to choose the side. So we're supposed to have the dual knowledge of both. But for them to work their magic properly, you can't know about them because then they can work their magic over you and be the puppet master. So they had to eradicate the darkness from your whole entire mind. There is no evil. It has to be completely taken away from you. So they had to eradicate all of the knowledge that there was anything besides good and that there, all of that you know, on a level. There was a God on one mountain and a devil on the other, or a God on one throne and a devil on the other throne, and the two of them were vying for control of the humans because we humans are so fucking important to the universe. Arrogance, ego. Only the only person who thinks that we are them, we're the master race. Look at that, how that turned out for the Aryans, for the Nazis, where they were the master race. Every race says they're the master race. Every religion says that. The Jewish religion says the Hebrew, the Jews are the master race. They are the chosen ones. Right? You know how many people I know that someone, some psychics told them they're the chosen one and they they fucking believe that I'm the chosen one. I'm like, everyone's the chosen one. We all are. Just so you know, because we all are the one. So you're no different than anybody else. No, I'm the chosen one. I was told that by a psychic. You are the chosen one, but so am I. We are the same. We are one, right? It's when you graduate above that, when you realize I'm not just, I'm not the only one. Ego makes you believe you're the only one. I am the one. No, what you are, yes, you are. But so is everyone else and everything else. Because all of this is, in fact, a daydream in my mind, which is your mind, which is their mind, which is the mind of this microphone, because we're all a creation, a construct. That was told to you in the very first, before episode one, when they made when Ra made contact. Imagine that you were thought on a stage, right? The entire, the entire message from Ra in the beginning was, none of this is real, it's all an imagination. You just think it's happening. Right? That's what I loved in the movie Tron when when uh, 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 Flynn got taken into the computer and he woke up and went, oh, man, this isn't happening. It only thinks it's happening. I loved the way they wrote that. That was in the 80s. They made a video game after it. And then they made Tron Legacy, which was a sequel that came out like 40 years after the first one, 30 or 40 years after the first one. You should go back and watch that. But to see it, you see the technology at the time was way advanced. But now you'll laugh and go, oh, my God, the technology was just so weak. But listen to the storyline and what was being taught to you there and realize that. If you understand what's, what's being taught to you, you go, wow, this person was so fucking awake. Right? I love that. He wakes up and he goes, oh, man, this isn't happening. This only thinks it's happening. I love that. 
that just by itself, that line sums up that movie in a way that you could only imagine unless you're awake enough to, to realize what that, what that, uh, the realization that you're so far out of your comfort zone that this is just my imagination. I am in a place where this is not real. It just thinks it's real. And because Flynn thought that, he realized he was inside the computer and that world was not real because he created it. He was one of the users. He's a god to them. He realized it expanded his consciousness to the point of there is a possibility that inside the computer is an entire world, the macrocosm to the microcosm, or the other way around, the microcosm to my macrocosm. And we, and this is what they showed you in the, the movies Men in Black, Especially in the last couple, when they in the, in the end, he's you know at the end where they're, they're playing, they got the entire our universe, and he's playing marbles. But before that, when he's opening up the little uh, locker, and there's an entire world in there, and they're worshiping uh, K and J, and then he's like, "Why did you guys bring those here?" And then K says, "You'll never learn." And he walks over and he opens up a door and he kicks the door open, and it's a locker in another place in our entire universe. Our entire world is inside the locker of the Grand Central Station of a larger universe. That's that lesson to expand your consciousness to the possibilities above the broaden your horizons above what this is here. And that's what the next step for us is above our planet. The people come here from other planets, not just from another island, not just from another continent. And there was a time when no one knew that. We humans didn't know there were people. And it's just like when, the, you know, people who now are going backwards and thinking the world is flat. It's not round, it's flat. All of us exists on a little flat plane. And everything else has been a lie. But they can't prove it, right? But that's what happens. And that's one of the reasons why the churches wanted to teach you because they wanted to be in control. And they and they unfortunately they took that ideology of of trying to show you the way and corrupted it into only showing you the the way to be a human. Not even be a human being, not the being part, just the human part, just the third dimensional pain body part in the ego. And that's what it was, was corrupted into. And that was done on purpose by nefarious people. Okay. Right. Penny says, oh, I had, a, I had, a, I had, I have had lifetimes where I was evil or where I was dark as heck. We all have. And, and if you and if you don't believe you that about yourself, um, you're, that's because you're trying not to focus on that for some reason. But I'm sure that I have too, right? Everybody, you have to. You you have been or will be every possible thing you can imagine. So if you if you can imagine being a murderer or a rapist or a killer or a, a cannibal or a whatever, whatever you can imagine doing, the reason you can imagine it is because you've done it or you've witnessed it done, or it's been done to you, or all of the above. Because the whole, the whole the existence and the experiment and the ideology is for all of us to have all of those things happen to us. That's what it's about. So if you're here for the first time, you're not going to be listening to me and talking to me because you're still having organic experiences, and you have to have the minor ones in the lower chakras, in the red going through. You know, those of you who are listening to me here, you're in the into up to the indigo or the purple, right? That's that you're where I am. 
That's why you're here. I resonate with you. And I'm I'm acting to you as the 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 example for you of oh my god, I was right. <laughs> Look, there's someone else who thinks just like I do. I was, I'm not crazy. People are trying to tell me that I'm nuts. I'm not crazy because if I was, he's crazy. And all these other people around the world who independently have come to the same realization. So either we evolve into insanity as a race, in which case, if that's the truth, there's no reason for us to evolve, or that's people trying to keep us from evolving. It's one or the other. And it dawns on people and becomes apparent to them when they gain the knowledge that it is the former, not the latter. It is, in fact, you're supposed to expand your consciousness and learn these things. It's not those people that are trying to tell you not to. Those are the people that are trying to stay in control of you. And you realize that when you get to a certain place. You stop hearing them. They, the Jedi mind trick doesn't work on you anymore. And they, that's the teachings of the Jedi mind trick. It only works on simpletons. If you are low vibration, the Jedi mind trick works on you in real life. I proved it in real life. Okay? I was sitting in a room in a house, and my roommate's mother was about to come in, and I said, she's very uneducated and very simple-minded. And I can use the Jedi mind trick on her. If you don't think the Jedi mind trick is something, watch. She's coming in right now. We saw her pull up. So when she comes in, I'm going to implant something in her mind, and she's going to believe it. And everybody said, okay, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to show her a mouse in this house. And you guys are going to look, and there's not going to be a mouse because there are no mouse mice, mices. I love mices to pieces. There are no mice in this house. And we all know that. She walked in the door and said, hi, everybody. How are you doing? And I said, hey, how's it going? What are you guys doing? Oh, we're just sitting here hanging out. Whoa, did you see that? Look, it's a mouse. And I pointed it and even gave it a motion with my hand, a movement. Oh, my God, look, there, there it goes. She saw the mouse and agreed with me. There was a mouse that just ran across the floor, and I saw it. And to prove that, my roommate said, Mom, you did not just see a mouse. So I did. I saw it. You saw it. She points to me. You saw it, right? Yeah, I saw it. And they knew ahead of time that there was no mouse and that I was going to lie. And that I was going to implant that in her mind. I did. And she saw it. And I had to tell her I lied to you. And even then, she wasn't sure if what I was telling her now was the truth or not. Because I implanted in her mind the thought of a mouse, gave it movement, and pointed to where I was projecting it to be. And she saw it. Okay? And that's that's the Jedi mind trick, but it's but it's true, okay? It's not some trick of magic. People who tell you they're they're mentalists, they do the same thing. They know that people who are low vibration are easily convinced of a thing, and they'll tell you. And that's why in torture, they try to bring you down in your vibration to a physical level by torturing your physical pain body to get your vibration lowered and lowered and lowered. And then they tell you something that's untrue. And they get you to believe it, and you believe it to be so, and you see it. In an entire episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, where Captain Picard got captured, and he was being tortured, and every day the guy had him sit in front of him in a desk, in a chair, and up behind him was track lighting, and there was uh, five lights, and he told them there were six. No, there was four, and he told them there were five. And he kept telling him there was five lights, and he says, there's only four. And he says, no, there are five. 
and he kept torturing him, and he kept telling him there's five lights, and he knew that once he got him to admit and see five lights and believe that there was five lights, that he broke him, and he would break him. And then he would bend him to his will, and from that point on, he would give him all the secrets that he wanted because he would Jedi mind trick him. He had to lower him to the point where he would take and be easily susceptible to his suggestions. And once he started believing him, then he could tell him he was God, and he would believe he was God. Okay, that they do this in real life. Okay, they do this in real life in real torture. And then they tell you you did something that you didn't do. They tell you you see something, you ate something, you drank something, something's there that's not there. And they tell you that over and over and over. And the, and the more you get close to breaking, the more you start seeing it. That's reinforcing something in a negative way, or a, a positive way does the same thing. Reinforcing something in a negative way that makes you believe it. That's why if somebody tells you you're stupid your entire life, you're going to have a, what we call a complex. And that entire concept of what a complex is, is that you've been beaten down, your mind and spirit has been beaten down to a very low vibrational level. You have no self-confidence, no self-worth, and you're easily susceptible to other people's uh, telling you something. And this is what they're doing on television. Turn on the news and they're doing it to you constantly on every news channel, 24 hours a day. Okay. And they do this in movies, too. The difference is in movies that there are people in the movie industry who have learned to get around their little algorithms, and they're teaching you good things on purpose as well as bad things. They tried to stop all of that, like they took off the air of the show Cops, because it painted cops in a good light when they were trying to, the, uh, with Antifa and Black Lives Matter, trying to prove that the cops were the enemy for the last three years in the United States. So they canceled that program. Fox has now reinstated their cops program because it was cops was originally on Fox and then it went off and then they then they picked up the the um, uh, uh, PD live right live PD <clears throat> and that was the one that they canceled because that one was trying to show everybody that the cops were good guys and they're your friends and not all of them are bad well they couldn't paint the narrative to defund police without without painting the narrative that the police were evil and they couldn't do that when that show with PD live was on the air so they canceled that show. So Fox has now picked up, but only on Fox Family, the, their plus channel, they've restarted filming uh, cops again. But it's on there, but you have to pay them extra money to see it. That's just like Fox uh, is trying to tell the whole world what really is going on and what the swamp is really doing and what the rich and the elite people are really doing for an extra $10 a month. You get the real story. Okay. So they're not they're not so uh, so honest like everybody thinks and so much in they must be the champions of the people because they're going against the establishment really they are the establishment and they proved that by saying we're going to tell you everything that happened on Hunter lap Hunter's laptops and all of the secrets for ten dollars a month on Fox and Friends that's their plus channel right we're going to tell you everything that's really going on with the rich and the elites for ten dollars extra a month. Otherwise, you don't get to know it. Oh, but you can watch it for a, for a month for free. Tucker Carlson, is the, he can, because he's the most popular, they're using him. He does at least seven commercials in an hour to try and sell you that. And then they have a generic commercial that they play. So in the one-hour time period, you will see it 14 times at least on Fox. That you, Do you want the real story? It's not here on the paid channel that you're already paying for in your package on your cable company. You have to pay us an additional 
$10 a month and we'll give you more stuff until you pay that stuff. And then they'll come up with new programming on their plus plus channel where you have to pay another $10 a month. This is where this is going. You're already paying money for the cable channel that they moved to from the channels that were free to people. They've changed that. Barack Obama made sure that all the antennas got turned off. So you had to pay for cable. Now he must've made trillions from the, uh, from the, uh, from the, all the corporations and, and the, uh, big companies that own all the channels to get all the channels taken off the free uh, antennas that you had to pay for cable. And then, you know, then they moved it to high def and then, which when they did that, they moved it to your Wi-Fi, And that was another law he just created and got paid for that. I'm sure. Cause he didn't, you don't, politicians don't do something for free. And then on top of that, then they came up with pay-per-view, which didn't work when it was called pay-per-view. So then they, when they called it a plus channel, everybody bought into it. Now, every network has a plus channel. So you pay money to get cable, pay extra money to get high definition, which is weird because Barack Obama made it illegal for anybody to broadcast in anything other than high definition. So you shouldn't have to pay extra money for high def channels, but we do. Then on top of that, every single network wants another $10 a month out of you to get their plus channel. And then what do you think is going to happen when all the plus channels, uh, everybody's paying for plus channels, plus, plus channel, or a plus, 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 right? They'll come up with a new name. But they charge you another $5 here, $10 there. That's what they're doing. Come on, let's be serious. So Fox isn't so uh, so uh, champion of the people. My last name is O'Neill, which means bloodline of champion, who is one of the gods of Ireland, champion of the people. Okay, Fox does not mean champion of the people. Look up what the word Fox means. Okay, so... They're, I'm not charging you 10 extra dollars for the real knowledge and telling you there's a real knowledge you don't know, but you have to pay an extra $10 and I'll give it to you. Anybody who does that and anywhere you are, unless it's like a reading, because then they're trading their, their uh, ability, right? So if somebody says, I'm going to give you a free ability to show you that I'm legit. And if you want a full reading, it's going to cost money. That's different than me broadcasting where I already make you pay for it. Right. And then saying, Oh, but if you want, better stuff you have to pay me ten dollars every month and i'll give you access to it unless i'm giving you a website that gives you more knowledge okay but this is different this is programming that you're already paying for because you had to pay for something used to be free then you had to pay for the cable channels network channels they call them now and now you're paying for plus channels what's next it's just the the the, that right there is evolving into a plus 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 and a plus 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 and a plus 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 plus. They did that with movies first, and they had sequels, right? And then you had you had Jaws, one hundred and eighty three, right? And so every every show now, if it's profitable, they make a sequel and a sequel and a sequel and a sequel. So that now they're doing that with their channels of programming on television. That's why it's called programming. Okay, all right, I'm gonna go. It's now twenty after seven, but. You're going to see, as soon as Raw gets passed, where's all this going? You're back into politics again. When you, when we get past the talking about the physical manifestation of spirituality, you're going to see them get back into, and the physical, you'll see that it's going to be a lot of what, uh, they're not, they don't get involved in politics, but you're going to see that everything that I've said that is physical manifestation and the knowledge of that that I just gave you is going to pertain to everything that we're going to be talking about in nine, session nine. Okay, so I wasn't rambling. I didn't get off the subject and get onto politics. Because if I did, I'd be talking literal about the what you how you should be voting and what's going on in the world right now. I would get into that, and I'm not even getting into that because I don't buy into that religion anyway. 
and you shouldn't either. Okay. Right. Thank you. <laughs> right? And, and, and Denise, I apologize again. I, I couldn't, I had to help my mom last week. I couldn't come on. I was worried about today because she kept wanting to go to bed. But once I got a little bit of caffeine in her, she's been fine. But I've left her in there since three and it is now seven. That's four hours without any interaction from me. Though She's got television because she is of that. Luckily for me, she's of that generation. She grew up on TV. That is unfortunately their God. Uh, and they that's what they do. They've been doing it since they were children. And that's their, their religion. They sit in front of it. And they're programmed by it. It's unfortunate. Their parents were just as bad. They had radio first and then went right into television. Our parents went from radio to television and that's where they stayed. They didn't, not a lot, not most of them jumped into the computer. Our generation, we jumped into the computer and, and, you know, and then smartphones, this next generation behind us are on TikTok, <laughs> right? And they, in fact, their vernacular, just so you guys know, just so you guys know that young people, when they talk about old people, they don't say abuela and abuela anymore, unless they're using the Latin language, right? To say grandma or grandpa. When they say old, they say Facebook. Because only old people are on Facebook. They used to say that about uh, MySpace. I'm on Facebook. I'm not on MySpace. I'm not, I'm not a MySpacer, which meant I'm not an old person. Now, all the young people say Facebook when they refer to the uh, platform for old people. Right. So just know that about yourselves. If you're on Facebook and that's exclusively where you are, you're old and the kid, the kids say you are not saying that it's wrong. Right. I'm not saying that. The good thing is the kids aren't on here. So most of the people that are here are adults physically. Right. I wish there was a platform and this is what we do. There's there is a, a few. Right. I have a group. Some of you, if you're in it, you know, what I'm talking about the love light group. If you're in that, you'll see that there's no fighting there. <laughs> there's no arguing because we only allow people in there that are actually awake not woke, right? They're actually awake. And therefore, there's far less arguments. And the, but people don't post there much. When you wake up, you find that it's not really necessary to have to post. You have to remind yourself, wait, I'm trying to help the, ch the children. <laughs> I have to post because I have to help the children. Because you get inside your head so much, you get into your own spirituality and you're clearing out yourself. You end up doing that more and, for, and you start to have to remind yourself, wait, 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 wait. I'm supposed to help them too. Right? It's supposed to help the all, not just myself. So if those of you who may listen to this, if you start finding that that's what you're doing, it's okay that you're in a spiritual place. But remember that as the adult in the room, you, you need to turn around and look at where you came from and see that there's a billion and a half to four and a half billion to seven billion people on the planet who are behind you now. And, it's, and it behooves you as the adult to go, oh, I got to help them. You'll get there, but sometimes we forget, right? So I don't post as much as I should because I have to remind myself, oh, I have to post. I'm supposed to be helping people, not just doing the law of one, not just doing my show on Friday. I'm supposed to be helping people in other ways. So that's why if you see me on the different platforms, and if you don't know that, I'm on many different platforms, you'll see that I'm doing the same thing there just in a different way. Like on TikTok, I'm, I'm not on there talking. Although I'm thinking about going on there and doing those 30-second spots I just don't know what I'm going to say in only 30 seconds that will that will uh, uh, amount to what I can say with a picture and a few words, right? So I can get more in by the visual aid with a few words and then throw a song that actually is is also hitting on that vibration or at least the physical um, words in some way playing on that, right? Um, so just like uh, there was one I did for Halloween where I had the little witch. There was a picture that somebody wrote. And then said, in a dark desert highway, 
right with the 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 uh, uh, with the um, I think it was Dark Desert Highway um, with the of the wind in my hair, which is the beginning lyrics to Hotel California, right on a dark desert on a dark deserted highway, dark desert yeah dark deserted highway with the wind in my hair with the smell of colitis hanging in the air. That's how the uh, uh, that's how that song starts, and that song is about being stuck, right? And Halloween is about the veil being thin and you becoming aware of that third eye opening and you becoming unstuck by 3D reality. And in the same sense, becoming aware of good and evil, eating the fruit. That's what this whole thing was about, by the way, for Samhain. Eating the fruit and the knowledge that there is good and evil and the protection of yourself and all of your loved ones away from evil uh, during that time when evil can walk the earth just like good can, and the knowledge that that's possible, and in the beginning knowledge is that it is one time a year and this time, and that is the time when energy-wise, that is what's happening. So all of that is the learning, the teaching, and I'll leave you with this, uh, of being stuck, being aware of being stuck, the eating the fruit in the garden, opening your third eye, not just knowing of good and evil, but knowing why you're supposed to know there is good and evil, and knowing that evil is bad and protecting yourself from that evil, and that was what the bone fires were about, and that entire ritual was about, was to protect an entire village, and that's why everybody dresses up as ghouls and goblins, so that all the evil spirits will not uh, land in that town and will move on, and by the time they keep moving on and moving on and moving on, the, the uh, Samhain is ended and the veil closes and they're stuck on the other side. That's the separation of the energies and knowing the first trap of knowing or the first step of avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. That was what Samhain was teaching. Okay. And so that was what I was showing people who were awake enough to see that, not just those people. And I played the song Hotel California. If you go to my uh, TikTok, you'll see that there. Well, I think it's also on Twitter, and I think I also put it on Facebook, but you'll see that there, and it's the witch flying over the the land and it says on a dark deserted highway with the wind blowing in my hair which are the opening lines to hotel california and i have hotel california playing and it was on halloween right so that was for anyone who's uh who's pagan or wiccan or druid or any southern viking and awake you guys got that for those of you who weren't, you might not have got it, but I'm explaining it. And if you watch it now, knowing what I just told you, you're going to laugh and go, oh, my God, it's so badass, right? But the 250 people who saw it since I posted it, uh, and I don't remember how many people said they liked it, but it's only a few went, yeah. And those are the ones that uh, Peter, you, if you're still here, buddy, he's, he got it immediately went, click. <laughs> I love that, brother, because of that, right? All right, guys, have a great night, right? Penny says, if I were to mess with any evil or dark energy, I, I woke up with teeth marks because the, I don't have my glasses on, so, I, so bear with me here, <laughs> because they know me and I uh, turned against them. Well, that, you know what, uh, they, they know you anyways. And yes, because you turned against them. Um, I, I once was ambushed uh, by three demons, uh, two sub-demons and a, and a soldier demon. And I went there on purpose, knowing that I was going to be uh, in a fight, but didn't realize that I was going to be ambushed by three. And um, I should have figured that. But it, luckily it, for me, I brought weapons with me, and I was just slightly out of phase with this uh, reality. Uh, so I was in the what we would call the nether. And um, 
in between the the two realities and between the you know between the veils and um i i um vanquished sent one deported one if you guys watched constantine the movie i deported one back to hell uh one i uh, is no longer in existence in this reality uh and then the the i um really did a lot of damage to the soldier demon but he also uh i was uh, attacked physically in the physical realm and i broke out in hives in the in this realm all over my body and uh um two of my best friends who were not even privy to this happening at the time came to my aid and also was in the fight and both of them broke out in hives and were unaware of it but knew that something happened but they weren't sure but i saw them there and then i talked to them and when i told them what happened to me they were like oh my god and they both showed up and showed me that exactly where i said they were struck was where they had a rash where they also broke out in hives at the exact same time that i and they don't have any conscious memory of being in that fight but i told them you were there spiritually and astrally because i, I pulled you in and you guys were there and fought with me um and and i didn't know anything that they but when i explained that to them they would say wait a minute where was i struck and i told them they're like oh my god i'm coming over and they were both didn't live with each other so it wasn't like they made it up together and said let's go over and show they both were friends but had no prior knowledge because I got them both on the phone at the same time, told them about it. They were, oh, my God, I have to come over and show you. And then the other one said, oh, my God, I have to tell them on my way. They both came to my house and exactly where the place on their body, or multiple places for, for uh, both of them, actually, that I said to them was where they took damage, they also had hives. So physically manifested in this reality, and they were trying to kill me. They lured me in and tried to murder me but it didn't work and they almost all three lost their existence one is no longer capable of coming to the third dimension the other one was uh, booted back to the fifth dimension and the soldier demon um was eventually i caught him it eventually i caught it and bound it to a piece of wood that it was hiding in and uh then i burned it <laughs> right uh, so I sent it. I sent it also off, and it, it tried to return. But by then, um, Thor had given me um, the the okay to speak to a friend of his, who was in fact a, a, what we would manifest here on Earth as a gargoyle, which are demon hunters. If you play World of Warcraft, and the gargoyles—that's why the, all the churches and old buildings have gargoyles on them facing in the cardinal points and all around uh, watchdogging because the, the gargoyles uh, are the race of beings whose job is to hunt demons okay and so i've made friends with and found out that in a different manifestation it's me i was like my god we're almost identical thor was like you guys are so much alike well i realize why now because in in because the gargoyle is a bipedal dragon Right, and I know that in two other realities, I'm a dragon. I'm a gold dragon in one reality and a red dragon in another. And I'm being told the yellow dragon right now. That just was coming into me. So in three different realities, I'm a dragon. And I, literally, I just saw the yellow pop in. Gold, yellow, and red dragon. And apparently, that gargoyle, right, whose name is Trendle, by the way. And 
I was introduced and we were friends and I was ha and having Trendle on a spiritual or non-physical manifested energy level helped me to defend myself and other people. And when you see them, this is weird, even if you don't believe what's going on, uh, if and this is where I tell you this and then I'm going to let you guys go because this is where people see manifestations of, uh, of different entities that are either good or evil that are in that war. Uh, that is, is part of the temporal war that is outside this 3D reality, that um, when they walk through the room in front of you, you'll see a wisp of smoke, and you'll go, what was that, smoke? But it's not gray smoke, it's black. Okay? Um, and I've done that to where I've sent Trendle to help someone, and they're like, okay, I'm tripping, because I keep seeing smoke. And then I look, and the smoke dissipates, and it's gone, but there's definitely smoke, and that's where you get the acker, the scent of acker in the air, that's the smoke that, that, that doesn't manifest in this reality. That's why we don't know what that scent is. And the closest thing that we can refer to it is the smell of, of not just burning wood, but of something other words. Uh, and that's why we've named it that in our existence, because the scent of acker is, an, is a scent that is foreign, but familiar, but doesn't exist on this plane. So if you've ever seen that or smelt that or both, that's because in your reality, in right outside of your reality in 4D or 5D, the shift, or in between the veils that make up those octaves, there's activity going on in and around you, and you're capable of, of seeing it. So it manifests to you in a wisp of smoke and a scent. And you, what was that? And you know it too. You're like, that doesn't feel weird or evil to me. And then there's another smell that comes through that they still use is the word acker. That is a smoke that happens and people go, oh, ooh, that's bad. That's weird to get out of here. It freaks you out because that was evil. And that's, a, that's usually an angel or a demon. And they're, they're usually uh, manifesting in a place where they're not supposed to. But we are moving into the realm where we're able to see that. That was what Constantine was supposed to be showing you. And him not understanding that the demons were crossing over and showing themselves to other humans. What the fuck is going on? And it was his realization, uh, his investigation that brought him, because he was so angry and he was dying of lung cancer and he was so angry and trying to debauch himself that he had lowered his own uh, vibration. That you, They didn't tell you that, but that's what was supposed to be happening in that movie, in that story. And that through his investigation and then his sacrifice, because he fell in love with the woman, his sacrifice becoming ultimately back in service to others instead of in service to self, which was his penance from the beginning, by the way, if you know anything about Constantine in real life and the legend of Constantine, he was supposed to learn that lesson again. Thor had to go through the same um, thing, lesson, by the way. He was uh, became mortal, and that was what they were supposed to be teaching you with Ragnarok and all these uh, shows, where he was supposed to have gotten into a fight with his father, and he was supposed to be sent down to Earth, but he still had the hammer, and this is what the story of Thor is. He was sent down to Earth and made mortal, and made, but made immortal. He was a human and immortal until he appeased his father, and his father was trying to teach him humility and teaching him to be an adult and to graduate. That's the whole purpose of the story was that even the god Thor can be humbled and have to learn what we learn. That's Jesus dying and going to hell in the resurrection. Same story. Same, and it's just a parable of that same story. Okay, 
So that's what Constantine the movie was supposed to be. Constantine was the Jesus character, the Savior, and he had to, to have the dark night of the soul, which is what Jung teaches us, and then he ascended to heaven, and that's why the devil took his cancer away from him. The devil took away what the devil put in him. And so the devil realized that he had gotten back and was going to be immortal again. Even though he was immortal and couldn't die, he was going to then be able to go to heaven and he had lost him. So he took away that which he put in him, which was the rot and the cancer in his lungs. And he said, I'm not going to make it easy on you. You're going to have to actually live up to what you have now shown. And so he took that away from him at the end. And that would piss him off if this was the Constantine of the first beginning of the movie. But it didn't. And he was saying, now that you have learned what you need to learn, even though the devil's job is to try and take his soul, now that he's made his choice, this is what that whole thing was supposed to teach you, now that he's made his choice, the devil was no longer as evil as he thought. And the devil said, now you don't get to die of cancer because you don't need it anymore. But he didn't say that out loud. But that was what that was supposed to show you. So that's what that entire lesson was supposed to be. Again, the dark night of the soul, the ultimate sacrifice, willing to sacrifice himself for the girl that he was in love with uh, and willing to uh, let his immortal soul be in hell forever so that she wouldn't have to go to hell. And that was the ultimate sacrifice. And by doing that, that's why the devil's like, ah, crap, now I've lost him forever. But then he said, you don't get to just die of cancer now, right? So now you have to earn it. And that's why he said, show it physically. You've done it spiritually. Now you have to physically earn it. And he took out the cancer. But it also allowed him to live. That would, that Then he could live as a mortal and die uh, of old age. Do you see? Not die too early. So then he could have a life with her. But they don't show you what happens after that, where they get married and have children. right? They don't, that's the last temptation of Christ. They can't show you that. Okay. All right, guys. I love you guys. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Have a great full moon, which happens, what, next Tuesday or Wednesday during the voting season in America, which is going to make everything crazier than it already was. Thank the gods and goddesses that the veil is closed before that happened. <laughs> Do you imagine having Halloween on the day that they voted? Oh, my. There would be murders. <laughs> All right, guys. I love you. Have a great night.